Hello and welcome to Everyday Journal number 136. Your favorite, most deceptively known. Name, <laughs> this is, guys, this is the weirdest. Oh my God. Did, didn't we just like on the last podcast say that we're never going to record from hotel rooms again? Yeah, look at us now. Like we have three dudes stuck in the tiniest hotel room we could us. find literally. Finally. <laughs> Hooray. But we are, we are also, we are kind of sponsored by Callum's work because Callum actually brought an audio interface here because we thought like, hey, let's bring our mics. Let's actually be professional. And for the last one and a half hours, I've been trying to set this up only to realize it wouldn't work the way I wanted to. But hey, here we are. Shoutouts to all our Patreons. I just realized we literally have absolutely no show notes. So if you sign up to the Patreon, you're going to get the biggest shout out on the next episode. Also, preemptive shout outs to all of our Grizzlebrand and actually to all of our patrons. I don't have show notes here and I'm sorry I don't remember all the names right now. Arigato. But you made this work. We actually be paid for this hotel room with, with podcast funds. So thank you so much. <laughs> and guys, we are here in, uh, is it Bologna? I'm pretty sure, right? Oh yeah, we are at the, it is Bologna. We're at the, what the name? Bella Italia. Bella Italia. You can't speak into this from the side. It won't work. You literally have to point it at you. <laughs> Otherwise, people are not gonna hear. We actually we have Kai and Callum. Actually, let me take a picture of you. This is this is so adorable. So we are sharing a mic because the interface apparently doesn't work with Julian's computer. Exactly. No, I'm gonna blame it on Julian. This is one of the rare cases where, where a Mac would actually be better. Basically, we're blaming <laughs> it on Julian. But we're here. So me and Kai are cute sharing a sharing a mic together. Julian's there, and yeah, we we decided to record something in a in our bedroom. So we're trying to do one now to give like our expectations what it is. And then maybe we'll do a wrap-up one Monday morning. Some, yeah. yeah, Monday morning when I have to leave for my train at like 6 a.m. Yeah. While Kai is playing around with his new sex toy. It looks like a gimbal, <laughs> but I think it's actually a sex toy. Kai, how, how is it working? Uh, I just got to figure it out. Um, I kind of want to make some uh, photographs on the way. Oh, <laughs> photographs, that's what you call it. Awesome. <laughs> So yeah, we, we just had we just had breakfast. I actually gotta say this was an amazing breakfast. Like the scrambled eggs, holy shit! I've been dying to make them the way they do, but it couldn't really work. And all of the guys are here. Like even the guys from the US, everybody came here. And I think shoutouts to to the fr our friends in Finland who didn't make the the cut. I was gonna say that was sad. So there was like flights were cancelled, and then it was just too late to get a train to Munich. I think was their connection or something. Well, I, uh, I don't I know. Uh, that that's also gonna be like or maybe it's just strike. flights from Helsinki as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm actually taking a video of, of Kai right now because Kai is using his gimbal. He's so happy about it. So anyone <laughs> listening to this, you'll see lots of funny videos and pictures of these two numbnuts. Yeah, this is actually, <laughs> I, should, you know, I should do it landscape. <laughs> landscape is how you're supposed to do it. Cool. It's just like works so much better. <laughs> this is not a picture. Kai. Like everybody, when, oh, when, you, when you take videos, everybody's like posing for it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we are here at the hotel and today is Teams. Teams is going to be really fun. It starts at 1 or 2 p.m. We still haven't worked it out. Literally nobody knows. <laughs> like, we haven't even submitted a deck list. It's, it's half past 11. We still I've submitted something. my deck list. Excuse me. Oh, you're a professional? Yeah, yeah. I've submitted my Chaos Defilers. I've been on the fence about White Initiative. You guys are looking at me like I'm the enemy. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Like, dude, yeah. I, I played against White Initiative. Actually, we, we were supposed to call it something else, right? Because like, Dungeon Stumpy. <laughs> White, initi White Initiative. Yeah. Well, who actually made us aware of that? Was it, was it Justin? No. I can't remember. Somebody at the bar yesterday was like, dude, you guys talk about White Initiative. It's like... Stefan Schütz, no? Yeah, Stefan said that. I think Stefan said that. Let's go with... I like Dungeon Stompy just like so much better. Okay. I mean, I mentioned it to Callum already, but um, like he can he can play whatever he wants, right? But I will... like It will just make me really sad if I stand next to a Thalia player. That's all I can say. Aren't we called Team Thalia? Uh, we are. Actually, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's called uh, Team Musadia. It's, uh, it's Salia. Like yeah, like the only good part about it is is that we pronounce it like in a Japanese way. But it's, they it's, actually it's, say Salia. Yeah, it's Team Musadia. They're even worse than Germans at TH. 
Well, yeah, here you are. I, th- I think we have a pretty packed and stacked uh, schedule for this uh, for this weekend, I think. Um, I have no idea, guys. I, I, I know that <laughs> I you think guys... Like to, I think like today is like the most chill day of them all because um, it is the afternoon, like 1, 2 p.m. team event. Uh, it's going to be like about five, six rounds or something like that. I would guess, yeah. Plus uh, a top four, you know. I mean, we let, let's see if we can, you know, like get this far. But... You know, I, I actually feel kind of guilty because one of you guys actually created a... A proper schedule on on like Google Sheets with like everything. That'd be Kai. That be Kai. Yeah, and like it has every all the information in it. And I've been on that page like twice, and one one was like to shit post. The other one was to like put in when, when I'm gonna arrive. And now that I remember, actually, we we even had a, sec- a section what to bring. I looked at it last night and I was like, okay, I need to need to bring my clothes and a legacy deck. And you had something else. And the microphone. And something else. And a large cardboard cutout of Kai. Exactly. Which I, d- oh, which I, I do have. And I still don't see do it have. here. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if we did that. Like if we brought like... like f- first the two of us arrive at the table and then you just put the cardboard cutout of Just for there. me in my bedroom and to bring to the tournament. Yeah, this I'll bring it emotional support, tomorrow. Kai. That's so good. So like just in case if I uh, just miss my flight, right? They have the, the uh, cardboard yeah. version of Kai. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's like a plan B. Yeah, okay. that was the idea for when Kai misses the flight. We've got him to stand in, and one of <laughs> us can play two decks of the, yeah, the team at the Doomsday, same time. You just play it on the side, easy. <laughs> Doomsday yeah. is so easy. Like you just go, Dark Ritual Doomsday, yeah. gush. Yeah, actually, we, we should talk about what it's the team event is actually going to look like. So, this is going to be uh, vintage, legacy, and modern. And of course, as the very best modern out of us, I'm going to have the honor of casting Merktide Regent and a couple of other of those cards. You lucky thing. That could be legacy or vintage as well. To be fair. You should have said Ragavan. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. thought you were referring to the very best modern player. Could be Legacy or Modern. Yeah, oh, the... oh, is this a compliment? <laughs> what the fuck? No. <laughs> we don't do compliments on this podcast. We don't com- yeah, yeah. So, guys, what are you going to play in your, your respective formats? So, I, I was going to say, like, I'm, I think it was quite interesting that most people assumed that Callum's going to be on the in the Legacy seat, right? Um, and he has no a lot range, of people right? put me That's on Vintage, or, so uh, or, 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 here is... I am. Yeah, just like seeing some... Uh, some Insistor Recalls and Black Lotus. I was really between uh, a Tinker deck, like a, a Tinker, Time Vault, Key, Monkey, Usasaga kind of kind of deck, and Doomsday. But, uh, you know, uh, I could only bring eight kilograms of luggage, hand, like hand luggage with me. And so I couldn't bring a lot of cards. So I thought, you know, just like, why do I play? Why don't I play the same deck in Legacy and Vintage? But I told or... you about the travel hack, right? On basically every airline, you get to bring like your hand luggage, which is usually eight kilograms. But what they don't tell you is you also get to bring a laptop back. And you just stuff whatever you have in there. Oh, I don't have a laptop though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just leave. I just put like a cart in my laptop bag. It doesn't even need to be a laptop bag. It could be like a lady's purse or whatever. Like you, you can bring an extra piece of hand luggage, even though it says only one piece of extra hand luggage. Dude, that's just cheating. That's that's a travel <laughs> hack. Like when I went to Kenya, I put in like my laptop, my iPad, my Switch, and a couple of like power banks. That thing was heavier than my my extra hand luggage, but it looked tiny that because I put insane. all the heavy stuff in there. Like, yeah, like don't mind. Don't mind there was like five laptops. Yeah, the thing is, like, if it falls down from the overhead tray, it actually like it might like put a hole in the airplane. So, uh. yeah. <laughs> holy crap. Okay, yeah, okay. but anyways, uh, I'm I'm the vintage player for today. Hope I don't uh, hype. Uh, hope I go out with a positive record. Um, uh, like what? You know, like, you, you want very more? Like I'm gonna, sc- <laughs> I'm gonna crash and burn and modern. <laughs> Let's see how far I can uh, carry you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think our expectations may be slightly different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I want a positive record. Oh, Kai, oh. I mean, I hope we do well. We'll see. I hope we don't come last. So I'm playing Legacy. Um, yeah, it was a toss-up between me and you doing Modern or Vintage, uh, Legacy. And we both were like 
don't really mind. And so you decided to let the Discords and Patreons decide. Yeah. And they voted me for Legacy. So. Yeah, but the thing is, we, we let the Discord Patreons on Kai's channel decide. Exactly. <laughs> and they voted for for Callum. Hell yeah. So yeah. I get to play oh, some lovely Legacy. Um, it was the best five subs to Kai that I, I just made all <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was totally worth it. You got your whole family like on Amazon Prime, just like this time, please use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to play Legacy. We we can submit deck lists like until the last minute. So I'm between White Initiative and Painter. I'm playing Painter in ELM and 99% sure on Sunday. So I might play White Initiative just to mix it up and just to piss off Kai. Carson Thalia is next to him. Literally, Team Sadia. Like we can't, we cannot play a non-Thalia deck at this point, right? Like it's, it's almost like set in stone. All right, fine. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna play White Initiative for the team. I mean, I now. could play Thalia. I could splash it and like blue red Merktide. <laughs> turn two in the sideboard. Turn two Thalia. Cast my bauble. Get a game loss. Is, is there actually like a playable <laughs> Thalia deck in Vintage? Vintage, yeah. yeah. It's, white. it's White Initiative. Wait, Vintage has a white initiative. Oh, Dungeon yes. Stompy, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I just saw a friend just messaged me like literally 10 minutes ago saying, why Principe, one of the Magical Line like Spanish grinders, he's like 503 Vintage Leagues in a row with white Dungeon Stompy. White Dungeon Stompy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hate Bears. It has four Archon, four Spirit of the Labyrinth, Thalia's, blah, blah, so blah. So I, I asked this question because I've been out of the loop for three weeks. Is, are we going to see any bands out of this? And then I got so much hate and Andrea like called me out on it. <laughs> <laughs> I... I love Andrea's just absolute on-point sarcasm with like, yes, yeah. you have to talk about bands every day. It's just how the world works. Modern players not talking about bands? What the fuck is going on? No, the thing is like, <laughs> I usually wouldn't, but uh, since I've been so much out of the loop, uh, y you know, sometimes when you got like Breach, like after the first week of Breach, you already felt like this is not going to stay. It right? was a lame duck format after a couple of weeks. Yeah, after a couple of weeks. Okay, yeah. so, so Dungeon Stumpy is not, not anywhere close to that. I don't think so. I Like I was talking to Stefan last night, we were playing a few games and talking about the deck and it's, it's really good. It's probably like it's weird to have a deck that just goes straight into tier one. Like we haven't really had that before, so it's new. Eldrazi, I guess. I get yeah. Eldrazi yeah. is a perfect description actually because it's it plays similarly and it's a deck that's just slotted straight into tier one. But it just I don't know. For me, it loses normal games of Magic. It can lose to mm. Days and Wasteland and just lots of removal on the creatures. Like it's super strong. Don't get me wrong. Like removal is not good against the deck inherently because it plays the initiative to like gain advantage. But like when I've been playing it myself, it just feels like a a very high tier one deck not like broken that needs yeah you know something action. i noticed is if you if you play removal spells and one mana creatures if you go turn one one mana creature and then turn two you have a removal spell you stay back the initiative and it's actually kind of hard for them to get it back because they don't have haste creatures right yeah, yeah. i mean i i think delver is just well positioned <laughs> oh, yeah. the card delver i mean not the deck like people have been cutting delvers from the deck and playing ledger shredders and third path iconoclast now and stuff i mean playing white stumpy just facing a turn one delver on the draw is like shit I mean, yeah. like it's gonna fly over flying is good against the deck so so it's literally hashtag not good against delver <laughs> where well, you asked me this question on the last episode saying what do you not want to play against and i said delver and you were like oh, of course i mean that's pretty healthy though yeah it's, it is. it's almost like doomsday yeah <laughs> pull one out for doomsday who's gonna have to face all the tall probes and hush bringers this weekend and dress downs and oh my god gonna be like a topo massacre uh this weekend but um I, so i've heard that the mono white initiative has a pretty poor matchup against our lands is at least like what i picked really? up We're like yeah well that's that's what our people have been saying that's so weird because i saw people on twitter saying uh wasn't it wasn't it uh ally Ali? Ali? Yeah, yeah yeah he said he would play lands because he thinks he's good at against uh, dungeon stompy but then he also said actually i never played it i just figured and then i saw somebody else comment on it and they said oh this deck destroys lands 
so basically he his idea was glacial chasm is the key to it mm-hmm. and someone said yeah i got glacial chasm it didn't do what it wanted and he said no you need to build around it makes sense uh, i think he did end up playing against it and it he did he didn't win because the the trap room the, the lose five life room, i was gonna say yeah. yeah it gets gets around that and he needs to then glacial chasm says you can't attack and so <laughs> if you don't have the initiative when you start the chasm lock you need to be able to get like a marital age quickly and they have like swords and Swords-y, solitudes yeah. Yeah. Wait, so, so, so our idea of like ensnaring bridge also wouldn't work all that way. No. So it's 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 a hard deck to lock out. Again, it's it's uh, has like multiple axes it plays on. Like you know, you try this ensnaring bridge, glacier chasm locks and stuff, and the initiative will win eventually, losing five life and stuff. So I think maybe his idea was punishing fire like the down. I can't remember. I oh come on, look. come on! Like punishing fire is. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you already lost me punishing fire in any kind of format for anything. I didn't. I didn't look at his list. I'm okay. just I'm just saying how. How lands would beat the initiative with a glacial chasm? Would it play. though? Okay, okay. Because you, the trap room, you're gonna it's gonna take like five or six turns to go around. But you can also like boost it, right? If you play it, play more creatures. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I don't know, lands is dredging loam, playing explorations, going crazy. I mean, I guess the, the the best thing about it would be like the wasteland lock because the deck is so mana hungry. Yeah, I mean, the wasteland lock is thing because I was thinking about wastelands for the mirror and stuff, but. I don't know. They play three basics. The first one, they get off the initiative and they play Chrome Mox and Lotus Pedal mm-hmm. and Soul Lands. It's a hard deck to mana screw. Like, you can do it, obviously, but it's... You know, tough. I did it with Painter. Yeah. I just like... Blast yeah. their lands. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> the thing you taught me to, to basically never do, I, I just like, I went hard on it. No, you... Just like, Ancient Tomb, Ancient Tomb, out of here, out of here. You do it sometimes. And then they had Chrome Mox, but they shut down their own Chrome Mox with uh, Nyrod or something. I was okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You know, you can... Uh, when you play Painter, if you have like a white card on the Chrome Mox, then you name blue, it taps mm. white and blue. Uh, I know. Yeah, in that's addition, a cool one. <laughs> in addition. Yeah, in addition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so all right, fine. I'm going to play White Initiative today. It's I, I really enjoy the deck and it's obviously fun to play a good deck as well. Mm-hmm. I, I have registered like Chaos Painter with Chaos Defiler, but I'll play that on Sunday. So yeah, ELM tomorrow is going to be normal mono red. That's my comfort zone. Sunday is going to be Chaos Defiler, my testing out. I've played three matches with it. I played five games with Stefan last night against Delver, and he won Stefan four Schutz, of them. Stefan Schutz, yeah, mental uh, I got a message. Uh, we should like mention last names more often. Yes, that's a good it's, point. It's not such an elitist thing, right? You're, yeah, oh, no. that, That's Stefan, that's this guy, that's this guy. Also, I didn't mention Ali's last name. He's It's Ali on Magic Online. Exactly. So, okay. yeah, yeah. We can get around it by mentioning Because his name yeah. is Albert Lindblom. Actually, what, what is Stefan called on Magic Online? Mental misstep. Exactly. Yeah. And isn't he like on Twitter... He's king of traitors. On yeah, I don't know yeah. where the name came from, but it's amazing. It's a, it's a, it's a guy from the Theros set. It's okay, a, it's a card from the Theros I, set. I, I would trust you about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. And then, yeah, what are you playing? Well, I didn't really know what I was gonna play in modern. I wanted to play like a the most stupid direct combo deck I could find, and something people told me like, oh, you should play like Cascade or something, like Rhinos. And I, I don't hate that, but in the end, I played. Like, out of the last two years, the only deck I really played in Modern was, like, Blue Red Merktide, or, or even, like, before Merktide. So I just figured, okay, Andrea Mangucci actually posted, oh, this is the best deck in Modern. I'm like, if Andrea says so, and he, like, he even posted a list, I'm just going to grab it, send it to Callum, and, and then we, we play that. So I, I, I actually have to take a look at my deck list. Wait, so ha- have, have you ever had, like, a testing game with, with this deck? Yeah, yeah, I, I played it actually for, for quite a bit, but not this exact deck list. I played it, like, a month or two ago, like, quite a bit. <laughs> nope, the thing is because... You know, I do commentary for the energy series, right. right? And I used to be the legacy guy. And I guess I still am t- together with Anurag. And they asked me, hey, we really love your stuff. Would you also mind doing other formats? And I was like, yeah, sure. What else? Like, like modern. And I mean, 
so I started playing modern and started looking into modern and started learning modern because I don't want to be like, uh, this is a big flying dragon. I don't know if the other guy is going to have the removal spell, which I don't even know which he's supposed to draw. But So I, I learned it and I kind of understand it, but I don't like understand the intricacies of it. And there might be some things I might be. So you, basically what I'm saying is you guys win your matches and then yeah, so like, I can I, contribute it looks, uh, looks like Callum and I are going to take care of Julian like after we're done. So I think like the Mono White Initiative and Doomsday are pretty good choices because our games will be over relatively qu uh, soon, quickly. And then we can focus all on on uh, on, on, <laughs> on, on, like on some modern action, right? Time. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like for, after we talked about this, I think you guys know more about the current state of modern than I do. Like, I wouldn't mind if if you guys had like drawn your matches, like one of you won, the other one lost. If just like. I think Kai, you know a lot about it. You literally just sat down and played instead of me. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know if that's if we can swap player. Yeah, I, I, because I always keep up. I, I don't think you can do that. I think I, you can tell it. It doesn't tell say anywhere in the rules that you can't, right? On the other hand, it would basically be like you walking into my into my match and like picking up the top card from the deck. Yeah, yeah, it would be weird. Like, I don't know if you want me to mind slaver you the whole time. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> honestly, we, now we you're gonna draw like, this, we, and now you're gonna tap, just tap like, like this. You yeah. Know? Anyway, we, we, we see how this works but, out. But yeah, I, I just like Archmage's charm. I like stealing stuff, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. also Ragavan. But yeah, like he, he's he's a small thing, you know. Like Ragavan, not as powerful as in Legacy. Like Modern is pretty pretty removal heavy and uh it's like a lot of bullshit on, on the battlefield yeah so, uh, just this morning at breakfast i actually learned that i'm always supposed to dash ragavan against run and six decks <laughs> yep basically because it sucks if it gets pinged when you go like to a ragavan and they just play run and six you literally like if you're on the draw you literally don't go try and run ragavan if you have it never no uh, almost never what yeah, pretty sure no you have spell pierce though like yeah you, you can't fight. yeah but if you're on the draw you can't do it yeah, but I oh know. I'm sorry. On, on the play, on the play, you can play and then, then you know. Have yeah. Okay. Okay. On, yeah, on the play, you yeah. even get in the first hit before they get there. The, the yeah. Six, yeah. And yes, I don't recommend against Memnite. Powerhouse Memnite. <laughs> Dude, what, what am I doing to myself in this format? Like seriously, <laughs> I should have picked that. Like at least a stupid, boring combo deck to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Played, you could just, I, I was going to suggest Rhinos, but then you sent me this. Yeah. Living End. I played Living End at GP Prague 2014. That was like old Living End. Now you have. Fury, subtlety, force of vigor. Also, force isn't it like the best deck in the format? By it now? is. It is quite powerful. Really? Again, yeah, it's kind of like the the, the uh, show and tell deck of the format. I, I want to say, that. like, it's super, super streamlined. Can we still proxy that? Can <laughs> 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 like we walk up to the reception? Okay, we have like these seven pages of cards. Can you please print them at the, on your paper? Exactly. Like, well, you're you're well, like the. I mean, you got, you're gonna today. lose a bunch to like endurance and things like that, but you know that's the that's the charm of modern, I guess. <laughs> I think the Rhinos is probably even better, like because now they have Leyline Binding as well. Mm -hmm. Some play Yorian, but like it's just four color Rhinos, and I think mostly sixty cards, and it doesn't lose to like endurance and so the thing is, stuff. I'm actually aiming for a positive record, and then okay. I'm gonna heavily rely on you guys to just like Fuck. sweep it. Now I'm playing a better deck as well. I've got I've got all the pressure on me. I feel like <laughs> it doesn't have <laughs> pressure off you guys by, yeah. by putting me in the modern seat. Well, yeah. look, we're talking about how modern's gonna be the. We'll see. Kai is hoping for a positive record with his busted tier zero vintage deck. <laughs> so um, we're going to do great. The thing is, like, if it's only going to be like barely six rounds, like five, four and two is going to make it unless we like lose early or something. Yeah, I don't know how many teams there'll be. I, think I mean, let's say that we, we know for Sunday there's going to be over 400 players for Legacy, like 430, 40 or something. Roughly. And amazing. then let's say half of them play today and then divide it by three. That's... Uh, that's like 80 teams or something, 70 teams. It's quite a lot. So it's, pr yeah, if, it, if it's like less six than 64 rounds? teams, then it's going to be six rounds. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, and also I think I think that before we uh, jump into this tournament, we we really gotta make sure now. Uh, I think we're already we, very deep into this one. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, so we we don't sl we don't split, right? No, Never. no, no, we don't. Never. Split. Like, okay. Would we can, can we like make an oath or something? An oath, the Peach Garden oath. Right, the Peach Garden oath. Okay. Okay, you're too far away, guys. Okay, here we go. Here we okay, go. Okay, nice dude, nice dude. Yeah, no splitting. Just uh, no splits, kill them all. Honest, real magic. Hell yeah. But Sunday is gonna end very, very late, and we're gonna have some very, very annoyed people about splitting if that happens. So Sunday, yeah, 430 players. That's gonna be like 10 rounds Easily before 10 our top rounds. eight. That's a lot of legacy. <laughs> the thing is, like, it's it's borderline GP levels. Like, I think the smallest GP I ever heard about was in Mexico somewhere, but with like 500 something. So I'm not even sure if we, if we could get to a point where we would need to play like eight rounds. Yeah. The only positive thing is there's no bias, right? Without bias, we, we at least like don't artificially yeah. increase the number of people to, to maybe need more rounds. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I think there's going to be some assumption on Sunday that people are splitting, but it depends how many non-Italians make the top eight. <laughs> oh, because they want to like dream crush? Well, no, no, because I think, I mean, what happened last four seasons was the finals played out because they split and then they played for glory. Oh, when, when Mark and... and uh, the, the, I forgot his name. It was the Doomsday guy. Yeah, no, Dalibor. Dalibor, yeah, Dalibor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes on Sunday. But today, like... Well, no. on Sunday, I could see splitting. Like, if it actually goes until, like, 2 in the morning or something, uh, yeah. It is going to go until 2 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah. And they're going to want to go I mean, home. look at us now. We're talking <laughs> about, like, oh, are we going to split the top eight on Sunday with the 10-round event or not? It's just like, oh, oh two drops, see you at GG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> see you at the bar. There's actually going to be a bar at the, at the event, right? Apparently two. Apparently two? Apparently two. Yeah. Oh, by the way, in speaking of that, Kai, Kai committed the ultimate sin. Kai... Uh, guys, imagine like if you go to Italy, what oh would my be goodness, the ultimate like, sin? Oh no, 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 no! So uh, yeah, so yesterday we went to um this funky place. Um, we wanted to, to watch Germany against Costa Rica, and yeah, Germany oh, won, yeah, but football. we actually lost. Yeah, Japan task, task failed successfully. Japan, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. Everyone, everyone's happy. And uh, so we ordered some food and some drinks, and uh, I was like, dude, um, I I gotta order. A pi I haven't had Italian food for a month. Uh, I'm for a like, month. Yeah, like, oh like God, I mean, I, I purposely didn't make any Italian food just in preparation for this event. And, and like yesterday, I was like, so like, I gotta kill some pizzas, right? And like, we went to this Brit English British Empire e Sports e Bar or something. English, <laughs> English pub or something. It just got like the worst pizza in my life. That's where you went wrong. Do not go to an English bar in Italy. Just this is this, is, this is totally on you. No, no, no. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, yeah. Um, it was like some weird pizza with some uh with some ham on it. Um, mortadella. M mortadella. So uh, here's like a secret salatorics tip for today. Advice: never order any pizza with some mortadella. It's just, okay. It ruins you. You you basically only told half the story. <laughs> so let me. Oh, <laughs> also yeah. Like the, the reason why I ordered it was uh because I thought it was mozzarella, and I I read mortadella <laughs> and it's like dude that's like that's it's gotta be like a like, little typo or something you know like it's gotta order it regardless. It sounds really good. Yeah. And also I had a I had a red wine and uh, usually you know you, you pick between like merlot and, and I don't know chardonnay and whatever. Oh, it's Chardonnay, Chardonnay red? white wine, right? Oh, shit, um, you know, like Merlots <laughs> and other Merlots, you know. And then there was like this other, this other red wine. It had a really funky name. I just can't remember. It was, it was just so good. Serra, Serra, just something with that. Whatever, right? But it sounded so good. It was like, yeah, I want that. And uh, Julian asked me, like, you know, it's like, how does it taste? It must 
be really good. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. The thing is, like, Kai walked in. Sounds really nice. And he looked at it, and, and he specifically asked for that kind of red wine. And I was like, oh, he, he seemed, like, so confident. He must know something about it. So I was like, maybe I'm going to try this. Because I was going to go for Merlot, and then ended up going for Merlot. And I, was, I asked Kai, oh, Kai, so what, is it, what does it taste like? And he looks at me like, I have no idea. I just like the name. <laughs> He's got to be fancy. Point, yeah, super fancy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and... At that t- point, I should have actually ordered the pizza for you because you also ordered. The, like, didn't you order the pizza because you liked? Oh no, because of mozzarella. Yeah, yeah because, just because of mozzarella. Yeah. But I thought you ordered it because yeah. of so But crazy. you know, like this whole story kind of translates uh, translates really nicely into like legacy because you know, like in legacy, it really it's all about like you know just sounding really smart and like and like like coming up with like questionable car choices. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that makes a lot of sense, right? And then you know, a lot, a lot of people were like. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess that makes a lot of sense, and it really doesn't, you know. Yeah, the story of Popeye Stumpy. But anyway, I'm, my, I'm my favorite meme is put a, put a five drop in the sideboard. Yeah, it's for the grindy matchups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you do. But the thing is, like, what what makes it a sin? Kai actually sent back the pizza. No, 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 no. I mean, imagine going to Italy, ordering pizza, and fucking sending it back. It's like ordering a frappuccino. Like, you just don't you just don't do that in Italy. Right? I don't even know what that is. Well, it's a Starbucks <laughs> thing. It but sounds good though. It's, yeah, it sounds really I good. Mean, I, I would, I, I would order that. Frappuccino, okay, that sounds like frappuccino. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's just like sweet coffee from Starbucks and stuff. But you don't, yeah, you don't send pizzas back. But it was an English bar, and I, I sympathize. English food is awful. Oh, but honestly, that bar <laughs> was horrible. They didn't even do like table service. Like you literally had to, you had to buy your food at, at one place, then you had to pick it up at another place with like a coupon or something. It was like, I'm not sure about. Actually, Nicolo recommended the place. I'm gonna play Nicolo. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Nicolo. If you listen, but, to you, you're yeah. amazing. Like Nicolo's uh, the the um the coverage master of the four seasons Bologna. Yeah, can, yeah exactly. You can exactly. see that much. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, he probably recommended it just because it showed the football. Not because it was good. Yeah, yeah. I was asking for that. That's it does true. sound like That's you true. found probably the worst bar in Bologna. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, guys. My, my burger was kind of good. My burger. For the, for the record, good. I wasn't here yet, so I couldn't control it. Yeah, I couldn't look uh, after you. Later on, we actually. Uh, you ordered another pizza later on, right? But we went to a different, to a different. Yeah, bar. we went like to like this, uh, this one like cafe kind of, kind of, kind of place. Um, like had some had, had some uh, chairs and tables outside. It was it was freezing cold yesterday, but re- uh, we were there like for an hour regardless. Yeah, and uh, came back. You know, we had and we had a good long like hangout at the hotel lobby until like 2 a.m. or something and more people kept coming in oh like, yeah it was good it was yeah. it was real good yeah. like a lot of like familiar faces but i gotta say like um since i came here for the f- very first time to bologna i just met a lot of people for the first time right like like a, a lot of like those are uh, british people or like you know other people from uh austria and what other countries oh netherlands right like, and, like even the strange places like austria you know like they're here <laughs> you know, so there's always this moment where, where, when you meet somebody and, and they introduce themselves and you're like oh i don't know you but what's your magic online name oh this is oh yes of course yeah <laughs> oh i had the best one so yeah yesterday evening i say hi to an italian guy who's, who's with a friend of mine and i say oh my name is franco and i'm like okay cool my name is callum so oh callum callum smith like cloud goat ranger i'm like yeah, yeah cool you're zero franconi and then we start <laughs> hugging we're like oh dude Dude, it's so cool. Yeah, we don't uh, use our real. Actually, I should have picked. I keep yeah. going back to this, right? I should have picked like a proper nickname. Yeah, I still hate that. Magma Lord, Magma Lord, <laughs> And there was also like with uh, with Stefan Schultz, who's mental misstep, and Franco. They were like, "Hi, what's your name? Cool, I'm Zio. I'm I'm Franco. I'm uh, Stefan." And they're like, "Mental misstep. Oh, Zio Franco. Oh my God, we played so many <laughs> times, dude. I love you." <laughs> 
it's that just, has some serious vibes from the 90s like when yeah. you played counter-strike and stuff and like nobody knew each like even your teammates you wouldn't sometimes know them by the first yeah. name you just like know them by headshot killer 2k and stuff like oh yes headshot killer sure that's me <laughs> oh you're the most lovely my guy absolute favorite story i think i might have said it on the podcast before i told it to kai last yeah. night is so anyone that plays lots of magic online leagues legacy leagues will know the daddy the underscore daddy <laughs> the dredge master and he is the dredge master and he um he's from england he's from up north and he came to one of our like london events just before covid actually and this guy came up to me at the event and said are you callum like white faces on magic online and he's like i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah who are you he's like i'm the daddy <laughs> i'm the daddy and then i just had to burst out laughing like oh dude it's the best <laughs> and so and so now he's yeah he's great and he's, he leans into it he's like yeah it's the most ridiculous name but shout outs to the daddy and uh, who's going to make The Mummy on Magic Online one day? Yeah, but didn't we actually learn yesterday that only two people in Legacy still play Dredge? Orem doesn't even play it these days. So it's just... It's yeah, Mafoon Van Gogh, the um, forgotten his name, Brazilian guy, and the daddy. Isn't that the guy who also like played uh, Popeye Stompy or something? No, that's... No. No. Did we talk? Okay. Anyway, that's uh, that's Ritz Cab Bronte or something. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I I got the feeling like none of us really takes this team event very seriously, right? Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. We don't I'm registering Thalia, guardian of Thraben, for Team Asadia. Team Asadia. Oh yeah. God, we we gotta introduce ourselves. So, what well, you does Thalia have like lieutenants and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Thalia, Thalia's lieutenant, and then the third one is gonna be like Thalia's lieutenant. It used to be played in stand. It's a good card. You can. It's a two drop. Yeah. No, it's a five drop. Kai. <laughs> Wait, it's a five drop. It's a five mana four four. No first well, strike. You, no, 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 that's no way. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's, Th- that's two, this guy comes to play like puts counters on. No, you guys are right. My bad. Oh my my bad. Like, my bad. No, okay. Thalia's lieutenant is the two drop that ETBs oh puts a counter on each human yeah. and it gets counters when each human's going. Thalia's lancers is what I'm thinking of. Oh, God. That's, that's like a draft who's, card. Who's, right. Kai can be Thalia's lancer. <laughs> Julian can be honestly, the lieutenant. Thalia's lancer, that has like a like a Nazi vibe to it almost. Like, let's not go with that. Okay. Honestly, really? like, Wizard I, sometimes yeah. picks card names. But like, if you're a German, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, that, that third path guy, like, but anyway. <laughs> I'm going to trust you on that, then. I have no idea. No, no, that's just, uh, I think I mentioned that. Like, that's, that's like, oh, a, yeah. like a right. I've seen those before. Yeah. Like, Kai's, Kai's looking up Thalia's Lancers now. Five, yeah. five mana, four, four, first strike. ETB search library for a legendary card. Yeah. Right, and that was, you used to play, played in Sarnath? Yeah, you found like, yeah. uh, Thalia. G- Gisette, <laughs> found like Gisella. Avacyn. Is that the, the, the one you made? The meld, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can play that in Dread. I'm playing a meld card in Painter. Oh, but you're only one half of it, right? Yeah, true. I'm cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. No, yeah. but seriously. So tomorrow's the... the uh, I keep calling it the European Legacy, Legacy Masters. Masters. Come on, don't fuck it European, up. European, European, European Legacy Masters. <laughs> European Legacy Masters. Here we go. And, uh, Callum, what am I actually playing tomorrow? Am I... You're playing Dungeon Stomping. I'm the, I'm the least prepared guy in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, I, I never told this, right? I... Basically, I came back from Kenya to Germany on the night from, like, Tuesday to Wednesday. Then on Wednesday, I basically spent all day, like, doing laundry, packing my stuff. And, and like, I was basically done at midnight. And also editing the new podcast episode. Yeah. And I have played almost no magic in the last three weeks. And a oh, new deck in the format. In, in your defense, you said, like, three weeks ago, you were like, I'm not going to play at all. And you guys have to look after me. <laughs> yeah, but it, it feels so weird. Like, I came here, I didn't even yeah. have a deck. Like, you, you prepared decks for me. I'm, not, I'm yeah. still not sure what I'm going to play tomorrow, but you're going to play... 
I'm going to play Painter tomorrow. Okay, you're, um, you're set on Painter, so... I'm basically... I'm 100% locked into Painter for tomorrow, and I'm like 99% locked into Painter for Sunday, so okay. you can play Dungeon Stompy. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Um, uh, you, you have any ambitions to play anything so else other than Doomsday? I feel like I feel like for the um, ELM, um, a lot of people will probably pick up their their, their signature deck, I think, for really? the most part. Because, uh, I, I think so. I okay. thought like, people would be like, oh, I'm going to dodge this and that, and people are metagame against me, but I heard there's going to be like 80 people. I thought it was going to be like this super exclusive tournament. Yeah, like, dude, 24 it, it, or something. It's not too bad. I, like there's like a lot of legacy going on at the same time because there's the ELM and then there's also another legacy event at the basically next to it right okay with like all the non-selected people <laughs> the, the, no, the non-selected non people players, it sounds so bad anyway <laughs> but uh the yeah trash mobs like, I, I think I, I think um the for the first time i think for the elm like a lot of people are probably like expecting certain players to show up with like certain decks right so i i cannot i, I you know i prepare blue red delver you did? No, just kidding. No, just, <laughs> I'm gonna play Doomsday, dude. <laughs> I got no other option. And also, um, I just you know made it my habit to um, only bring the 75 I want to use in a tournament. Mm -hmm. So I literally don't have any options to change my deck uh, last minute because uh, it will probably drive you crazy. And uh, I've okay. done it a couple okay. of times. You know, it never worked out, so it will, never will. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know, man. Like it, it feels so weird. I I'm really excited for this tournament, for for all three tournaments. But I I got like. No ambition at all, which is like so unlike me. Like I used to be the guy I used to brain myself into every th single tournament, into every single deck. I used to play like hundreds ga of games, matches at least. And now I'm just like here. Came back from Kenya. By the way, our car broke down to the airport on the way to the airport <laughs> in Kenya. Like we were stranded in the jungle. Uh -oh. Like the the radiator broke and like it was like super bad. And then there was like a guy on a motorbike coming by, and we just like flagged him down. We're like, hey, can we get a mechanic? And then he brought a mechanic from the next village like half an hour later. And I told you guys, right? I'm pretty sure this was like a fake mechanic because all the guy did was like come here. Then he took on like an overall and, and he started looking at the thing. And you just, and Suhaili, I don't know what he said. He just went like, oh, da, da, da. and then we paid him and then he left. Just like, okay, thank you very much <laughs> Good for job. your service. Good job, guy. He, just, he, he basically came in there. He looked at it. He was like, yeah, it's fucked. Sorry, see you. Thank you. This is my this is my PESA poll number. I was like, give me the money. Okay, see you. But yeah, we, we made it we made it work. We, we ordered somebody else to, to pick us up eventually. We made it to the airport. But yeah, this, I this think is my way to unwind now because Kenya has been somewhat stressful. Uh, getting back from Kenya has been stressful. Yesterday has been stressful. But now I'm here and now I just need to tap cards. Yeah, don't, don't stress about it. Like... It the ambition thing is because you've not played you've not been able to play the last three weeks and i would get that as well like you know you can't be super enthusiastic and like driven and have that motivation to like you know crush your enemies and <laughs> see them driven before you yeah, if you haven't good. been able to prepare for it, even think about it at all um and you haven't really like had a deck that completely works for you apart from kind of painter recently <laughs> I, that's, no, that's no, a very no, nice sorry. way of saying you no, no, you've not, not worked not works, not works you can win with anything but like you haven't had your deck for a bit right the thing is if, if it's not elves and like i'm not super high on elves right now yeah it, it would be delver and nobody can really claim delver as like oh this i'm the signature guy for delver except for like i don't know like Cool Ducat, like Daniel Gretschel used to be like the diver guy for a while. And he I just plays whatever's best and it just always is best. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, see, that, that, that that's how you don't really make diver your deck. Because... No, no, no. But what I mean is like you you often go through phases, like Elves was a very long phase of where like, well, it's it's like me with Painter. <laughs> that's, that's, you're making I'm it trying, worse, man. No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to make it like a way, not mean way that it makes sense. Like for me, for years, I didn't have a deck that I sign signify mm -hmm. with. Like now it's Painter. But like for years, like before a tournament, I would lose motivation and drive because I'm just like trying to find what works. But I'd also have this thing where like I don't ever really want to play Delver as well. So it's like finding 
somewhere in the middle between good enough but I like enough and stuff and so I that's what I was trying to explain okay. not not trying to like be mean to you no <laughs> it's just like if I really wanted to try I would probably play Diver uh, why am I actually not playing Diver you didn't ask me oh for no it? no because I was too lazy and you were going to bring Dungeon Stumpy and oh I remember see now yeah, yeah, yeah. it all makes so much more sense you told me you're going to bring two legacy decks yeah. and I told you I'm just going to play whichever you don't play yeah, cool. That was that was easy. Now we gotta figure it out. Now actually, I have my ambition back. Okay, cool, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have ranked over, but like, oh uh, yeah. Actually, I think I lent half it away. Anyway, Dungeon Stumpy is really good. I think you'll enjoy it as well. It's it's cool. It's it's a like a stumpy deck, but it doesn't have too many lockout pieces. Like it has Chalice and Thalia is annoying and stuff. But like, it's actually very interactive. As it we talked about last face, time, right? it hits face. You play your seasoned engineer, and your opponent's like, oh, it's just a three four, and then you attack for like twenty next turn. <laughs> for 20 okay we'll, we'll see about that <laughs> but yeah um i think we should, should we like cut it here and then record something about how our day actually went we can actually yes. do this in segments segments so, sure. so now yeah, we're yeah. Doing like 35 minutes so maybe we just do something after a tournament like 10 minutes afterwards yeah and cool. then, yeah yeah like a recap uh, yeah, exactly and that. then we like keep going over the entire weekend and we add on to it so that cool. sounds pretty cool yeah guys so this was our pre pre-team thing um yeah over the weekend maybe if we get like snippets we can add in how each day went or something if not we're gonna plan to do monday morning we'll do like a recap but yeah we'll see you guys after the events and yeah. so basically these two are hoping for even records positive records positive records we, we have, record. we team, have team positive records team talia <laughs> help me guys honestly help me. Like, the thing is the, the thing is like a, a positive record would actually be almost top eight right for two <laughs> we can go three two one believe team three two one hey here we go <laughs> top 32 awesome top half of the deck of the <laughs> okay yeah. we make it work okay we'll be back uh after the tournament and yeah we'll see whether i'm I, you know what I, i'm actually pretty positive i'm gonna carry you guys wow calling it now cool. yeah okay. easy Called easy it. It. <laughs> okay all right see you later smell you later Oh, okay, okay, I get dizzy, I get dizzy. We just fast forwarded to Monday night after the entire madness that went down the weekend. Callum, Kai, and I have all arrived home by now. Guys, how are you feeling? How, how did, I think, Kai, you, you literally just got home and, and you told us you were sprinting from the airport to make it to the apartment. Yeah, dude, obviously there was like a delay on the flight and, uh, you know, I had to catch up with, the, uh, with you guys for the, for the podcast, so I, I had to run. I was, uh, boys, really sweaty. <laughs> oh yeah, but, uh, more, tell us more. Is, is this like the the physical equivalent of SM, uh, ASMR, where you, like literally you you tell us like what your body is like? Okay, let's not go there. Mm, <laughs> pretty much, so, pretty much so. But I, I was gonna say like I, I was like so excited the whole weekend that I, I was like the sweatiest boy, like you know for like the longest time. So uh, it was so, so it, was, it was so so good, but also very exhausting. A lot of just a lot of emotions and just like a lot of things at the same time. So uh, pretty pretty tense. Yeah, Callum, how are you doing? Yeah, feeling like a bit tired of it all now, but I was just buzzing all day yesterday, especially. I, it was just, I don't know, 10 rounds. We I thought it was going to be long, but just kind of flew through it and I could have done 10 more. It was just great. I feel but exactly yeah, the same, dude. Yeah. Now I definitely feel like, you know, when I, I got back a couple of hours ago and I kind of like thought, do I power nap or do I not? So I had a power nap. So I feel a little bit ne better now. But yeah, yesterday was just buzzing um, from the whole weekend. So... I feel great, like just tired, but feel great after such an amazing weekend. Yeah, dude, how many hours of sleep did you actually get? I mean, you probably got a little bit more than I did. I went to bed at like half past two and then mm. had to get up at like six or something in the morning. And yeah, this is the I whole day. We're, we're is, playing in like the a, lobby like till about dream. 
we're playing the lobby till about three thirty four, I think. Do it. We didn't have enough magic <laughs> like, during the day. Yeah, as if it was not enough magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally, you, you have this tournament, like the, probably the biggest tournament of the year for you, which was 10 rounds. And then you come home after dinner and you're like, you know what I want to do? I want to play six more hours of, uh, more like four more hours of Legacy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> basically. Or it's like, guys, like, do we want to do like something really crazy? Just you know, play a few more games. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't even a thing we had to be like, say, we just got back and just carry on playing in the in the lobby. It's just... Yeah, that's it, how it works, right? Most yeah. of the time, just <laughs> you, you can even count on it, right? There's going to be like tons of people just continuing the tournament on their own. You know, this legacy format's pretty fun. I don't know if you knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you actually play? Because uh, it seemed like uh, by, while I was still there, you were mostly like consulting people on how to play Painter. <laughs> yeah, so the gist the, the, of it the was... Entire lobby, the entire lobby, uh, by, by the end of that, wanted to play Painter, like me including. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was lending my deck to mostly Niv, Niv Shmuley's Trunks online. He was borrowing it. He was like, okay, first I'm playing Painter. So I was walking him through some things and he was testing against Rodrigo on the Red White Initiative. And my boy, Chaos Defiler, I think he went like 6-1 in games just because Defiler destroys the Ooh. deck. That's my so, favorite part, by the way. I, I mean, I'm guilty of that. Uh, we were, like, we, we had this big tournament. Now we talk about the lobby games uh, to, to stand <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> That's always the best part, right? We had some great conversations as well. Catch up with um, the French guy. I don't know his real name, but MTG Oni or something. Uh, he was telling me about all his, all his progress with the initiative deck from before it came online as well. And we were talking about... He was talking with Rodrigo as well about you know how to build it, what they think was coming next and stuff. And... Uh, I mean, there was just like a bunch of people there playing. There's like three or four matches going on. So we're all just talking about the format, the results, and just jamming as well. And speaking of results, should we actually like start where we left off um, on Friday? On Friday morning, we left you hanging pretty much. We told you, hey, we're going to play the Team Trees event. Kai was on Vintage Doomsday. Callum oh, yeah. was oh, yeah, on was... Um, Legacy Painter. And I played, oh, I, I kept calling it Blue Red Delva <laughs> until I learned there's no Delva in the deck, which is like I learned <laughs> like, the morning of the that, tournament. That's not even correct. Like, Paint no. <laughs> Painter was not in our team. Like, it, no. was, it was Mono White, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, see, see how much attention I actually played to, to whatever's <laughs> yeah, going like, on the other tables. It's like he like he's like one thing. I don't think we had we had a lot of communication between the games because like everyone was basically just like doing their thing. Julian asked, <laughs> Julian kept asking me questions, and I was the worst teammate. I was like, uh, I don't know, dude. It looks okay. Yeah, but I was also, like, <laughs> but I was I was like constantly feeding you only like half of the information. I remember at one spot I was like, Callum, do you think I should attack here? And you were like, Yeah, sure, attack here. And then I I lost on the crackback. Yeah. And then oh, then yeah. you were like, Wait, what was your life total? I thought it was like twelve. And I'm like, No, it was a three. It's like, Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like you know like it, it looked really solid until the the last round like so so um for everyone like we we had Unvinant in for the top eight it was the the last round wow. and uh, I I just saw Julian um getting paired f against so with Blue Red Mercat against uh, Hammer Time for the very first time and I know how difficult that matchup is or like how complicated because it's like a, it's it's almost like a like a legacy uh, let's say like a Delver deck against like an Infect deck of some sort right. Yeah, and yeah. I, dude, I, I was, I, I was real nervous and like just didn't, didn't feel great about it. And uh, you know, because like, there's like so many traps, man. In, in you know, in modern, Zigaras Eight is a bitch. It, it certainly didn't help that I was up against uh, Emanuele Estrati, who's the winner of the very first Modern Pro Tour back in 2011 with Splinter Twin. Oh yeah. But actually, he, he was actually like kind of nice to play against, I gotta say. Uh, but you, you know, when you come to a table and the other guy's playing a um, complicated deck. And you can tell that they're like super comfortable in every kind of decision. I won. I still won the second game uh, on the back of, I believe, Blood Moon. I think Blood Moon completely destroyed, destroyed him there. 
but yeah, the third game, kind of close. I had to play like super conservatively all the time because I knew he had hammer in hand. Uh, do I play bobble? Guys, do I play bobble? I guess I play bobble. No. You do, yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. That's why I knew I had hammer in hand. Okay. <laughs> so I constantly played like super conservatively and, and he just like wrecked me with all the other equipment, all the other stuff in hand. And I constantly had to keep, by the way, the best card in modern, apparently, Counterspell. I also only learned about that during the tournament. But oh, God, do, yeah. At the beginning, you were like, do you play, why do you play Counterspell in this deck? It's like it's really uh, good in modern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but to my credit, I played it to a three to one finish. Uh, yeah, the one uh, unintentional draw that was like in the very first round. And Callum, you remember, right? I, I turned mm -hmm. to you. I think like four minutes into the game, I told you I think this is gonna be a draw. That is completely just... accurate. It was like three turns into game one. You said this is gonna be a draw. Yeah, it's just like you, you sometimes really get the feel. And part of me is also like me not being very experienced and also the opponent being very deliberate. And then on top of that, you also have like the, the team aspect where people like try to figure something out and then eventually you pass back and then the other team is trying to figure something out. And that's just like, I literally knew after like the first couple of minutes, this is, unless somebody gets stomped, this is so going to be a draw. And yeah, yeah, it happened. But yeah, I mean, that way, Kai, you mentioned, um, called it like a win and in for top eight. I also initially called it that, but Callum actually looked into it and we, I think, after the dust had settled, if we had won the last round, we would have pretty surely been ninth place. So that, mm -hmm. uh, our opponents in the last round, they actually made it into top eight by beating us. But yeah. they also had better tiebreakers. Oh, that's good. So like they kind of made us feel better, right? Did they? Cause, I don't uh, know. I mean, because I mean, like, you know, like just finishing ninth is, is, is you know, that that's a thing, right? Um, on, on the same time, we, we also had more time to, uh, to, you know, to drink some beers. Yeah, yeah. That, actually, the venue was so good. Like, I, I totally underestimated how good the venue was gonna be. Uh, also, I feel really bad for for basically the two or three people behind the bar who had like to constantly operate it for like twelve hours or something, even longer, like for sixteen hours or something. Cheers oh, yeah. to them working. They were so friendly the whole time and just absolutely constantly busy, like for ten plus hours in the day. I expect. Yeah, except for the one guy who kept overcharging Kai. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Every beer was more, so, for, uh, more expensive for Kai than for Callum. <laughs> context here: I got a, I got a beer. It was four euros, and then Kai's right behind me, gets a beer, and gets charged five euros. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's you know, even, even for Italian standards, like that's that's kind of pricey, you know. And it's it, like, look at Callum's dude. It was it was different people that served us, so I think he might have just been like, oh, grumpy. Non-Italians can pay more, or he just didn't know. But it was quite funny. No, he just knew that I was Japanese, <laughs> and I just have a good income. Which oh, no, he's like, yeah, yeah. the Japanese extra tax that you have to pay. He might, yeah, dude, there's probably like a lot of overtime, you know, overtime yeah. work. Uh -uh. But despite not getting a result for the teams, I, I, my feeling was like, we're playing and just having a blast. Like, yeah. I wasn't tryharding. Oh, I yeah. definitely made some mistakes that cost games, but like, we were being really chatty and friendly with all our opponents, I think, and just enjoying being at the venue for the first day and seeing people and just having fun. So, Winning oh, you, or not. You weren't tryharding. Like, I, I felt like I was constantly driving with, like, my, my, my windshield, like, being broken and, like, covered in, in snow. And I, I could barely look out. I was, like, constantly trying to operate the stack <laughs> in this unknown form. And, like, uh, Callum, should I counterspell this game winning threat? Like, yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> four okay some four, of the, some of the questions you asked were easier. I loved yeah. it. Uh, and then, what was the stupidest question I asked? Uh, I don't know. It, it was just, like seeing you play that first round it was against a like, black red scam or like the black red undying deck mm -hmm. i just knew that it's very it's like easy to walk into those things and how many they play and which ones depends on the situation and stuff so 
yeah, you can walk into that kind of stuff. But Oh, yeah, you kept warning me about Fury, and I totally didn't respect Fury, because I have just, yeah. like, no respect for Fury. It's just, like, I love the card so much, but the modern I felt like, ah, nah, he's not going to have it, he's not going to have it. And I think once, <laughs> at one time he actually had it, so that wasn't that good for me. But yeah, that was, that was cool. That was the, the, the team event. We got something like 70-something teams, right? We, we ended up playing seven rounds. We yeah. ended up going, by the way, we our final record was, was it like 3-3-1? Three, three and 3-2-1. Oh, and, sweet, I, yeah, and I remember it, we called it, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. And like we called for a positive record. That's all we did. <laughs> yes. And we got it by the thinnest of margins. Yeah, you're right. Actually, we got like 60 teams. We barely only played six rounds. So we got three, two, one. And if you remember correctly, Kai actually called for this, right? All he mm -hmm. wants was the positive record for the day. Dude, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> so was I. So was I. Guys, what did you actually do after the tournament on, on Friday? I don't remember. Was that when we, we, we when stayed we in the pizza? venue? Yeah, we, we ordered, uh, I, it was quite a common thing, I think, just everyone ordering takeaway pizza into the venue. Again, so the venue was large and it had like multiple rooms. So the main room where the modern main event was, uh, the teams was on Friday and then the modern main event. Then there was a separate one for the ELM and legacy side event and vintage. And it's like a, I think it's a government funded building where like people can come and play games. So they had, there was where actually the ELM was, was a, a bowling kind of alley. And there was a lot of older people playing card games and stuff. And it was more of like a kind of community center than hiring out a big venue hall. And so, again, like all the people working at the bar were super friendly. The atmosphere there was just lovely as well. The food was good, I think, for especially venue food. And yeah, that's that's the setting, I guess. But yeah, it's so, we, cool. so we just stayed there and was a big group of like 20 ish of us just drinking, having pizza. Yeah, the, the, by, the, by the way, shout-outs to Luke. Uh, help me out, Kai, uh, Callum. What's Luke's last name? K. L just K? Yeah, K -A -Y. Okay. <laughs> Luke K, who actually organized the, the pizza distribution. I remember we, we were just like talking to some Italians, and we were like, hey, where, where do you get the pizza from? They're like, uh, this app and that. So we looked into it, and initially we only wanted to order like four pizzas, and then people walked around, oh, can you make it five? Can you make it six? I think by the end of it, we ordered like 14. <laughs> and like Luke that. was so, so close to ordering the pizzas and it said like oh it's going to be delivered by 11 30 and it was like i don't know it was 11 in the evening we're like okay okay that's gonna work so he was so close to pressing the button and then one of the italian was like no stop it please and it actually it would have been delivered the very next day on 11 30. yeah big warning big warning saying careful we're closed it'll be delivered tomorrow morning at 10 a.m so in Italian, yeah. Catch. <laughs> and you were like, sure, sure. Just like bring it right yeah. through the tournament. So yeah, we ordered for a different place. And dude, that guy was amazing. He even brought, brought us like a big bottle of, of Fanta and stuff. Like, yeah, we, we celebrated that. The pizza delivery guy so much. It was great. Actually, yeah, we really hung out like deep into the night. You, you mentioned that place. It's, it's kind of cool. We, we don't have something like that in Germany at all. And mm -hmm. I think it was Nicolo who, Nicolo who explained that to me, that this is like something like the, the left-wing parties in, in Italy used to drive back then, where you want to have like a place for mostly like old people to hang out mm -hmm. and just like have a good time. And, and, and that, I guess they they were like, okay, eternal tournament, that qualifies as old people, so, so we're going to have you as well, that's okay. Oh, like, like Friday night, they were playing a huge bingo in the... Yeah, yeah the European Bingo Masters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, dude, yeah, yeah. that's exactly how I was... I, how I see myself in 40 years, you know, just <laughs> yeah. retire from Magic, play bingo. And, but probably like talk shit about like bingo metagames, maybe. <laughs> bingo. Like, Do you have like, is, is there any agency in bingo at all? No, dude, it's completely random. 
<laughs> I mean, there's probably gonna be people who have like a podcast about bingo and they'll tell you, oh, there is some agency. If you sit this way, then they're gonna give you the better pattern or something like, yeah, okay. Dude, sure. that's, that's, exact, that's exactly us in 40 years. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so wait for your channel, uh, everyday channel episode number 20,700 something. Okay, I'm very bad with numbers. It's just okay. Bingo. Here yeah. we go. No, but that, that bingo tournament was huge. It filled out the entire hall where on the next day the ELM was actually taking place. And I want to say there were a couple hundred people on there, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. And it was like pretty strict. Like you couldn't even walk in there. And like I spotted a couple of people who looked pretty spikish. And yeah, I, I wonder who actually won it. <laughs> like, I don't know how you can tell. How can you spike is. bingo, dude? It's like... <laughs> I mean, you just look at them and they have that PTQ grinder look in you. You know, this mm -hmm. is just... <laughs> this is like a lot of 60, 70 year old Italians doing bingo. Julian's spotting the spikes in there though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet you won. I'm pretty sure that you won. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that was that was Friday. Um, for me, like all the days, pretty much blur, blur, blur together. So um, what happened on Saturday? Saturday was the ELM, the European Legacy Masters. By the way, once again, shoutouts to everybody involved. In that I, I couldn't even start to to like call out all the people who who made it work. Uh, Callum, who who are like the main organizers behind it? Help me out. So it came from like Nicolo and Samu um, and the Four Seasons team. And then when Luke and Sahar, who are the UK reps, but also do tons of work behind behind the scenes, were also starting to scale it. I know Tom Dedecker has been a huge, huge force oh, yeah. behind it as well. I don't want to name too many because I might just then start forgetting them. But I know that that group is a huge force behind it, essentially. And But with the help of many, many others as well. But those, as far as I know, are like the main people that drove like the organization and the back everything in the background and creating the hype as sahar is so good at creating hype and <laughs> very much yeah yeah and there's so many people also like all doing all that volunteer work even behind the scenes you know on on saturday and sunday uh, we, we even went behind the scenes to the coverage area and did some coverage mm -hmm. and there's literally so many people especially runcore right i, I saw runcore sitting there um, basically all weekend long and running coverage and, and like organizing stuff so that was like super inspiring to the point where i even considered like maybe future tournaments i just like want to do full coverage like like not even play the tournament i don't know it's just mm -hmm. like i had such a good time not so much in the actual elm itself and for those tuning in and don't know what the elm is your elm is basically we, we can call it like the european legacy championship right you qualified through your local event or like this year some countries also had votes and then you represented your country and you'd played for the title of the i guess the european legacy master that is mm -hmm. totally yeah. yeah yeah i mean this this was like the best of the best really like just playing like we'll, we'll run through how we all did in a second but like every single person there was just a crusher like looking at around uh, everyone playing every single person is going to give you an absolutely t t the toughest game so yeah yeah dude I, at some point at some table i sat down and literally the three people around me had all won a legacy gp there was uh <laughs> rodrigo togores mark forked and claudio bonani and I'm like, oh, dude, this is this is like I'm the small, small, small fish between these. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that. that uh, but for that one, I think we played seven rounds, right? That was that was. It was seven se rounds. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the one seventy something players. So how did you do? Because because uh, basically, as we alluded to in the first half of the episode, I lent you Dungeon Stompy. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, and you also submitted my decklist for me because I, I was like, <laughs> yes. <"Right." laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you want to start with um, um, with that. You haven't like that's like there's a second day where you have not looked at the deck before playing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, that's true. My God, <laughs> I, I promise you, I was not half-assing this. I literally could have stayed in Kenya for two or three weeks longer, but I decided to come here because I really wanted to do this. So, I mean, yeah, I didn't 
have the best kind of preparation, unfortunately. But yeah, I had Callum and Callum supplement to my deck list. And I think we based it on XJ's list, right? I think it was almost the same list that XJ was playing the initiative. Stumpy, I think you you recommended going to four Cavern of Souls and only three City of Traitors, which is something I did. And I think that was pretty much it. Pretty so, much, yeah. Like the mono white one has converged to being, yeah, like this this list, but we made some more changes. And I, I still think the, the deck is not like, you know, in its, in its final form at all there's tons of things you can try and change so yeah yeah definitely so i sat down for this and i i hadn't even played i literally hadn't even played a practice game i played against it on magic online like on the at the day i came back from kenya and had organized everything while editing the podcast i played two matches against it with painter uh got my first feel for a deck but overall i i, I did horribly and the, the, the lm i i went one three drop what uh, wasn't the best showing i kept complaining about like bad mana and like um, things just like not working out for me and actually i kind of managed to fix that fix that by the next day not necessary by changing the deck uh, all that much even though we made some changes but changing my strategic approach but in the in the elm i think i managed to beat dredge in the first round i lost against the epic gamble in this in the fir- yeah i lost against the epic gamble in the first round beat Dredge in the second round and then lost to Delva twice, I believe, in the third and fourth round, at which point I dropped and decided, hey, you know what? Let's just like do some coverage. And then I went behind the scenes and and I think I did like commentary for one or two rounds. That was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I did it, uh, I think, with Marco Male, uh, one of the rounds. Mm-hmm. And then I mostly just like watched did some content. I really want to bring out some kind of like vlog or mu- music video style uh, summary about the entire event. Did lots of footage. Like, I, I actually dread looking at my at my um camera to see like how much footage i took i think i took like something like three four five hours of video footage it's gonna be crazy but yeah then i then i cheer for you guys because you guys uh did a lot better than i did in that tournament so why don't we continue with callum callum what did you play and how did it go for you yeah so i played painter um going into it i knew i was 100 locked to play painter because my idea of this event was we're gonna say locked for top eight (laughs) no god no god no easy (laughs) because my my thing for this is a lot of the players like have a deck they're known for or like some expectations for that a lot of them are also just very good and bounce between the best decks a lot of the time so you saw we saw a lot of initiative but i knew i was locked for painter because one it's it's what i love playing two i genuinely think it's great and so, like you know, I had access to Stumpy and you'd asked to borrow Painter instead, but I was like, no, no, I'm doing this. So submitted pretty pretty normal mono red. Um, the only recent addition is Phyrexian Dragon Engine, which is incredible in the deck. But I didn't do great. I went 3-4, but I'm sure if I look back, there were some changes I could make. Uh, I definitely, again, just really tough opponents. I lost to Stefan Schultz on Blue Red Delver and also Guillaume Salvador Arnel on Blue Red Delver. So my confidence get about about Delve was a bit low after the day, but I um well here on Sunday I, I kind of got that back a bit, but then I mean round one I was against Peter Vanderham on White Initiative and managed to squeak that out so super tight round one, and and I got the win so I was thinking I was feeling a bit good you know like if I can beat a great player like him on a great deck then you know we'll see how it goes but you know as I said three four not the result I was looking for but also wasn't disappointed at all I was just chuffed to be playing in the event every single opponent was friendly easy to talk with it was just everyone was there having a good time so it was like i didn't feel like i had pressure on me to really perform great because it was just you know the experience as well and if you do well amazing like you know that's that's the best thing but i just enjoyed my time there and i would i would absolutely run painter back and 
As you did the very yeah. next day, right? Yes, yes. So we'll talk about Sunday, which, yeah. Exactly. But yeah. as I said, 3-4, uh, going into the last round, I was really hoping to go positive, actually. But, you know, as it goes. I mean, this is the, the absolute crush of the Crusher tournaments. And I guess the, that guy who came back from Kenya. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the like... Yeah. I really love that he played it out till the end because I, I almost felt a little, a little bit guilty dropping from from the tournament because it's just like such a big deal. Uh, but then again, like just doing the coverage and, and doing the other kind of stuff, I think that's the, the, in the yeah. end overall like community wise that was more about it than trying to like get a better result or something. It that, absolutely but... makes sense if you can do the coverage. Like, I had already made up my mind I would play every single round, even if I went oh seven. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna stick it out, but. Uh, you were great on coverage. I got a lot of feedback saying it was great. And then... Oh, you did? Off- awesome. I, actually, yeah. I didn't get any feedback yet, but... Um, yeah, no, I, I did. Cool. And then I joined you. Uh, like, I, I just, like, finished playing and got some beers from the bar. And then Nico comes over, Callum, come and do some commentary. So it's like, great, let's do it. Yeah, so we I did came the quarterfinals on. together, right? Yeah, so then we did the quarterfinals and did some chit-chat. And it was just great fun. So I am so motivated to try and qualify for next year. So I'll, I don't mind traveling yeah, yeah. to qualifiers, uh, whatever it takes, so... Yeah, I think a lot that. of people are going to be all about that. And this time yeah. I will actually have to actually qualify. I think we're, we still haven't figured out how it's going to work in Germany. But at the very least, this is at least probably going to create some kind of system here where my big dream is still to have like some kind of German nationals again because mm-hmm. we haven't had that for like 11 years. That'd be so but, cool. Yeah. But one of us did quite well. Kai, how did you do? Well, mostly, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, we, we get into that in a moment. But Kai, tell us, how, how was your tournament? I think it was not only me, but a lot of people were mainly like curious, I think, like the whole day on the ELM because um, it is not the, the typical stereotype, uh, you know, just like tons and tons of like just like more than 100, 200 players and then, uh, and then and prizes and whatnot. But it was like a, a, a somewhat like, like an invitational kind, um, kind of type of event and with a lot of hype around it for the first time with coverage and, and whatnot. And I think, I think there were a lot of people just kind of didn't know what they uh, signed up for including myself mm-hmm. so um like so i've been yeah like i was i was kind of i was really curious and uh the whole day and but also not that spiky or like i, I didn't really had that like spike um thing in mind you know i was i was kind of casual about it and uh it, it's how it's how it, it, it i don't want to sound too cocky or anything but like i want to say like most of the time when uh we did, when you don't really as- expect anything you do really well like that's at least for me <laughs> but in addition you also got to be a freaking luck sack like i was because i started with the buy oh, uh, like, oh yeah, dude, yeah that yeah. was like the one room <laughs> yeah dude one one uh, one guy had to you know Is that how you to be it? okay so sure. uh, <laughs> you know it's an omen then yeah, dude. At, at that point, I kind of knew. I kind of knew some something's up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and like again, like you know, a lot of people would have maybe like scouted some tables, but I was I was just too lazy, really. Like I just, <laughs> I, I just got like a cappuccino instead, and uh, I love it. So I had a good time. You know, I had a, a lot of good chatter because um, most of the people I have met in like f- six plus years or something like that because I, I spent so so much time in in Japan. And uh, a lot of people also I met for the first time. It's like a lot of conversation going on, like between the rounds. And uh, I'm, I'm always surprised how many of the Italians you actually know. Like I know a lot of people in Italy, but uh, you and uh, Callum as well, you know even more. Like sometimes as, as you talk to somebody, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that guy and that guy. I'm like, Dude, I, I've been playing like tournaments forever and I have no idea who that right. is. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and our Italian sucks. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I after that, I, I faced a... Uh, um, a lot of different decks. I don't think I faced the same deck twice. So um, 
I played against um, Mono Black Stompy. Um, kind of kind of surprised to see Lorenzo Tassone being on Mono Black Stompy. Um, oh, you he's, shouldn't like, be. he's mostly like a Delva player. Oh, you shouldn't be. Right? Like, but like, I mean, so he told me that uh, he picked up Mono Black um, Stompy, like the the op- main the board opposition agent. She old red. Um, hello, rotting retrosaur. Yeah, no, yeah, dude. They yeah, that jazz. I've been um, pushing dinosaur Stompy for that. Oh, dinosaur Stompy. There we go. Okay. <laughs> because um, yeah. They, so they told me that the stack has a somewhat positive matchup against Mono White because Mono White has to do combat damage in order to win, and Mono Black does not. Right? They can also combo off the helm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so their list. I know that him and the rest of the Wood team have been working on it ages. Um, another one in the made top sixteen in the Sunday event, and they don't play Rotting Registrar. They don't play that many creatures, but they play Leyline and Helm. And oh, they cut, they, they cut the dinosaur from the deck? Yeah, yeah. So then they should call it even more dinosaur dumpy. Stumpy, like dragon stumpy, <laughs> yeah. you know, no dragon stair. <laughs> but, okay, so it's, 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 kind, it's kind of hard to foresee, like, you know, what, what's, uh, what's happening. But they um, they probably all have uh, the, the Dark Witchel in common, I think, right? Like Dark Yeah, Ritual yeah. Ritual, so which they, is like a bunch of uh, stuff. I mean, it must be a tough matchup for you like, if they have Dark Ritual and Opposition Agent. But I guess it's, Didn't you actually go originally turn one Opposition Agent? It, they, they, they can if... It resolves, but you know what? It never resolves. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the thing, right? So uh, yeah. I never let it resolve. You know, that's we, just had good some, play. we had, we had, some, we had some, yeah, we exchanged some uh, quick games here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost to. So here, spoiler alert: during the whole weekend, I won all non-Delta matchups, and I lost all Delta matchups. Okay, good. Um, you know, <laughs> just, just like just, just to like underline how how shitty the Delva matchup is. Thank you so much. All right, so uh, so I lost against Delva, um, and and then follow up with some a couple of wins against Painter, Mono Black Helm again. <laughs> Actually, um, the the second one was like not not really focused on, on on creatures all that much. I think it was it was rather like a like an ensnaring bridge planeswalker type of like Mono Black. Deck, oh, okay, okay. I remember. But yeah, maybe yeah. I saw I just saw the the wrong half of the deck. And no, then, the, that deck that Tassona plays usually doesn't play in Steering Bridge, as far as I know. Oh, does so it? that might have been a different like thing, yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, and then I had the craziest winning in against the Oof. man, Andrea Mengucci. So I was already like, so I was already sweating, like as if as if I was not Actually, sweating enough. So so I sit down, and uh, you know, um, we just talk about like winning in and haha and funny and you know. And then uh, the judge approaches us and goes like, hey, you guys, deck check. And I was like, dude, I mean, whatever. Just go ahead, right? You literally look at the deck, at, at the judge, and you're like, dude, whatever. Whatever, dude. <laughs> just, 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 you know, please. <laughs> I like to imagine you actually said that. <laughs> I, I, dude, I, I, was, I was real chill about it. And, uh, and then, you know, we just uh, kept talking, watched Rodrigo Togoritz was playing um, another winning in, I think, at, uh, next to us. If it's crazy Boros deck, and uh, after five minutes or so, like the judge came came back, with, but only holding a single deck box, and like you know, I, I saw it. I was like, dude, that's that's kind of odd, right? He gave he gave the deck box to Menguchi, and then then he said, uh, Salatarix, could you just follow me?" And I knew, uh... I, I knew something. I knew I saw some some <laughs> shit, you know, sh- some shit went up, and uh, uh, they um, so they um. Yeah, I had to go to the judge station. They showed me the deck list I submitted the night before, which is, again, you should never do that. Um, oh, you even tell us about this, right? In the podcast, you always say, oh, no, no, I submit my deck list and then I make no changes and I can just chill. And you did the night before, like, as you were I did, like, sleeping I in the I did the room. night before, yeah, while you guys were eating pizza. No, you, no, you guys didn't even eat pizza. Okay, well, um, but yes. <laughs> so uh, I submitted a deck list, including 
a single vo uh, un a single underground sea and four watery graves. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dude, Dude, like is a this new tech? Is this how you do? Dude, I remember that, that what this shit is. It's kind of funny because for that round, uh, we were we were in the booth and we were like, okay, sh whom should we feature? Who should be on coverage? And everybody in the booth was like, okay, we're going to do Andrea against Kai. This is the match we're going to put on coverage. Please get them and put, put them to coverage table. And then somebody came back and and it, it somehow didn't work out. So they picked somebody else. So I would guess, had we picked you for the feature match area, I think you might have not gotten a deck check. I don't know, because it would have like yeah. delayed the stream and, and would have been bad. I don't like know. If, 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 if the deck chat hack happened on camera, I would have pissed my pants, really. Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, and here we are, and like, down again. So, so, so it's like, so yeah, so there I was, like, looking at this, like, terrible written, uh, it wasn't even, it was not even, like, written. It was, like, like typed out um, deck list. And, like, all the three judges at the table, dude, they had a good laughter, right? Like, like they were, like, just non, non like not because it is like a really stupid mistake, really. And, and, and the idea of the very... is actually mocking you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like a, like like a just really stupid but kind of lovely mistake. I it, think. It's it's such an obvious mistake though. Like at least it's not a like an extra one card different where yeah. like you know it could be conveyed as cheating or something. Right. This is so obviously just a, a mess up. Yeah, yeah. And then like one of the judges went like, so are you um, are you interested in getting three more Watery Grace for the event? And it's like, dude, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Like, it's, uh, if, <laughs> as if I'm not doing enough damage to myself already, you know? Like, I, I even play like, what, what's it called? The Spoils of the Vault in the sideboard to just, you know, just, just uh, not, 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 not happening. Uh, so, uh, well, they, uh, they, they changed the list. Gave me a game loss Andre against Andrea Mangucci, the ultimate end boss, in a winning in for the first ELM Oof. ever. I think Andrea's like the all-time money leader <clears throat> in Magic, I believe. Just like, yeah, you, you couldn't yeah. have like, picked much of a harder opponent there. And maybe I should also add that I've never, ever played against Andrea Mangucci before in my life. Like, I guess a lot of people haven't. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like it, it's like I just want to say like it all came together, you know, like like in a movie almost. Like it just it all came together as if every um, everything was planned. Um, I'm pretty sure I, I actually have those um, that match that you guys played afterwards on camera, so it might might it might be available somewhere down the line. Oh hell yeah, dude! Because uh, the games. The games were um, were actually like real games. Um, I was obviously like when something like this happens to you, you you kind of like kind of emotionally down already. You know, just refocused. I I knew that I was up again. Um, I was up against uh, eight cast, and eight cast is like a like a you know like a eight force of will chalice of the void deck, which doesn't sound really pretty if you're on a doomsday seat. But um, they also don't have a fast clock. Maybe that's like um, you know, good to know for the future. And um. That's exactly what happened in 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 both games, and uh, Andrea did have a little bit of like resist um resistance with the um, with Charles the Void and Force of Negation, Force of Will, but um, a long, bit of long story short, <laughs> I was able to uh, to punch through both games and uh, you know lock my seat in the top eight. Hell um, yes, uh, that was pretty. That was pretty insane. I mean, top eighting this event is just so cool for me. I just chuff for you. Oh I yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, um, absolutely. Um, especially because like it was for the first time, there were like a lot of like sponsors involved in this event, like three for one, and um, in response podcast, and I, I bet a few more, um, which I haven't even like you know mentioned yet. But a lot of lot, uh, just big thank you to like all the people involved in this uh, in this thing. Got like a nice, lovely playmat, like a like a water bottle, uh, like a some 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 dice pens, you know, like a lot of like this, uh, it's kind of like supplementary stuff, and really good bragging rights. Oh yeah, dude. Cause uh, 
I actually, I think like my, my biggest flex is that I, I beat Andre Gucci on <laughs> with a game last year. <laughs> you actually, did you oh. actually like also like Mulligan down to five or six uh, in one of the deciding games? Uh, like, to six, I, yeah. To I, six, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. I like how we like build up this the scenario of like oh my god we're up against one of the best players in the world money leader we have a game loss it's like so, such an important tournament and then Kai is like and then we just won the next two match I won the next two games and that was it and I got the play mat and it was amazing <laughs> Andrea if you're listening to this I love you man yeah um, it was really good magic um, you know Dooms is a uh, you know I dude I I was I, I was just doing Doomsday I'm sorry it was so cool. <laughs> Remember Doomsday. when you played the Chalice in one? You played playing Sprint some response and literally gave you Cable Ritual and Doomsday. Oh, I was yeah. standing behind you. I was like, I yes, felt like the, yeah, I felt like I was there. like the biggest luck sack ever. But wasn't there one moment that you told me about where if he had played Chalice on two instead of one, where he could have done it, you, you would have literally like lost the game then and there. Yeah, uh, there was a spot. I mean, Andrea probably maybe didn't know because um, there is the um, Capital Souls, you know, potentially. Yeah. But what he did know is that I sided out Capital Souls post com uh, post. Post-combat. <laughs> Post-combat. <laughs> uh, Here's another game that's waiting for you. Because <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> not a lot of 8-cast um, players um, play Chalice of Void X2. First of all, they don't always have the mana for it. And B, most of us just assume that there is still the Cavern of Souls in the deck. Well, I started it out um, and I got, I didn't get punished. Um, Andrea could have played a Chalice of the Void X2, I think, in game number three, which uh, would have, you know, won him the whole round but that didn't happen it's a hard call to make right? I yeah dude it, it's it's pretty it's pretty uh i don't know i would i wouldn't do it either mm. it's just like it's just too risky it's usually so much better because there's not that many twos apart from the oracle and then like i guess one two cabal ritual yeah, pre like that, yeah pretty pretty much yeah i did cabal, rit uh, cabal rituals and uh yeah, you, you have have to to I guess I guess you can't daze anymore. Uh -oh. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man, dude, I love the piles that you built. By the way, there, like we talked about that, right? I I looked at the piles and it was just like the most straightforward. Just like cycle through my entire thing yeah. and play the oracle and win yeah. the game. Like, I'm, I'm just, so I'm just here to tell you guys. Look, I've, I've been playing a bunch of Doomsday, but, and, but um, I'm at a point where I I am back to making like boo boo bb -bee gaga piles. <laughs> really, like is that the official term? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like dude, I was I was really making like baby piles within like 20 seconds or 30 seconds. The truth also, is, like, there's usually the piles are three cards and two cards that don't matter, right? Yeah, yeah, they can be. Um, you know, always uh, just keep in mind that there is removal in the format, so mm -hmm. um. Like if you can't empty the pile, you sh you you should. Uh, but a lot of times, I I see, I see a lot of Doomsday players just like going for like you know just super like giga mind piles where like okay I guess <laughs> I can play around this and that and then mind break trap and surgical and double wasteland and blah 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 and I'm like dude uh, why why don't we just chill and do something easy you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love do, it. Do, do you do Doomsday coaching? Is that how you tell people like? Dude, um, chill that's out, just that's exactly them. how I coach people. It's like, dude, oh, that's just, amazing. just <laughs> chill. <laughs> so yeah, from from there, um, Callum and I went on. We we cast the quarterfinals. Um, Callum, do you remember which matchup we cast? I'm trying to. Yeah, it was, it was Mark. It was Mark Eric Folk, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, it was Mark on Full Color versus Rodrigo on Red White Initiative. Damn. Yeah, it was really. Actually, we casted that. I don't we even did. remember. Oh, 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 Rodrigo won, right? Yeah, yeah. Mark went out, right? I, I cast Mark twice that weekend. He lost both times. How did that go? 
Uh, well, the first time he played against Black Rod Reanimator, somewhere in the Swiss, and he literally cast a single spell in the entire match. <laughs> so brutal. <laughs> Imagine being, oh, being on feature and that happening. It's just, oh. Yeah, it's also like pretty bad for the coverage when you, you, you like try to come up with stuff. It's, it's just like, oh, and there's a brainstorm and now he lost. Oh, he lost again. Okay. Um, thank you, guys. Please tune in for the next round. Blah, 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 blah. No, actually, we, we had some good filler content. That, that's, that was kind of cool. Also, yeah. once again, coverage. Holy shit. Like, you sit down there. And then they start handing you drinks. Do you you feel like you are you're traveling in first class or business class? Not that I've ever done that, but I imagine how that's it on an airplane. You sit down, and literally somebody came over. Hey, do you want anything to drink? Do you want anything to eat? Like, ooh, like I ate yeah. like a half a pizza there. <laughs> just just during that red black really peak hospi- Yeah, peak hospitality. Then within two <laughs> minutes or a minute of me sitting down for my like kind of impromptu joining you to do coverage, yeah, I was handed a beer, another drink, a sandwich. Just yeah. I mean, just we said at the beginning, but the crew at Four Seasons is just the hospitality, the friendliness, but also the the event was run really well. I, I just can't speak highly enough of Four Seasons. It was incredible. Very much. I've actually been missing out by not going during previous years. Yeah, absolutely. I think anyone listening that's been on the fence, like the the feedback I'm seeing on like Twitter and people talking and word of mouth and stuff is just it, it was this weekend was so incredible so if you're on the fence about coming next ones you should it'll be march 3rd 4th and 5th cool cool so now that we have the top eight established actually let's quickly just go over who made top eight and what they were playing so we got uh from france marco vera gonzalez uh, on reanimator we got from uh, italy daniele terra on cephalid breakfast from spain alberto manchado that's baku 91 right mm-hmm. yep on Blue Red Diver. Oh, we got this guy, Kai Savatari, on Doomsday. It's probably then, the nerd. <laughs> and then we got the, oh, I think that's Slovakia, right? Oh my God, I'm so bad. It is, yeah. Slovenia and Slovakia. Okay, this is the Slovakian flag. We got Eric Santo on Cephala Breakfast yet again, and Samuel Sahorak on White Initiative. And we got <laughs> repeat top eighter Mark Eric Vogt from Germany on Four Color Control against Rodrigo Togoris, White Initiative. Like your casual top eight. Grand Prix winner mirror match. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you get that every day in Legacy, right? <laughs> so, Kai, how did your, your match against Baku 91 go? Baku, probably the most prolific diver player in Europe, if not in the world right now. He he won literally three Legacy challenges in a row. That's just, that, it's that still crazy. Mind. I, I, and, you know, I did not know. I, until after the uh, after the event, I did not know that it was him. I gotta say, like, if, if I knew, I would have maybe taken, like, even more mulligans, maybe. But, yeah. Because, like, you know, like, the matchup is so bad that, like, sometimes it is it is actually okay to go down to, like, five or four and just hope for, like, to uh, land Darkwish Doomsday uh, with mm-hmm. days back up or something like that. And, you know, that, that can carry you all the way. But instead, I kept, like, somewhat, like, decent hands, but, like, not the super overpowered hands. And they were just not good enough. Uh, we had we had we had, a, we had good games though, like a lot of good chatter. Um, he's a good guy, not not too like um, stubborn or like whatever. Like just like no mm-hmm. result oriented. He was actually a pretty he good, seems really uh, good guy back. to play with. Yeah, yeah. And you guys, you went all the way to game three, right? It was we like, did. We despite did. like it being your worst matchup, it, it still felt like super close in the end. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we, we split like the first two games. I gotta say, like I'm always kind of nah, when uh, when Delva takes like the first uh, game because um that's the game where they also have you know like dad cards like unholy heat, for example, or some 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 other nonsense. Some some I really really gotta like take the uh, the game one, which didn't happen. 
Um, took the game two in with a very quick doomsday, followed up with Edge of Autumns. Can't stress enough how good Edge of Autumns are versus Delva, because not only do they like quote unquote counter Wasteland, they also are just you know just cycle through the deck without any life loss, and you can't pyroblast it. You can't like Delva cannot interact with Edge of Autumn, which is uh, amazing. Mm -hmm. And then game three, I stripped his whole hand. I had like a triple dress uh, hand um, with not a lot of action, but since I was like, while I was like dressing Baku like constantly, I happened to draw both Doomsday and Dark Ritual, and um, so it happened like in a, in a game in, in a game spot where he only had two fetch lands, uh, a gigantic Murktide region, and another like Delva, um, like you know ten points of damage, and I had the I had the kills like some somewhat, but I needed him to not draw a counter for one turn. And uh, I could have played around force uh, around days, but I was really worried about like a top deck brainstorm or like expressive situation or pyroblast, and pyroblast happened. Uh, that was the, that, that, that was the very last Delva reveal, and that just kicked me out of the tournament. Oh, was it like like you needed him to miss, and then he reveals the Delva, the pyroblast to the Delva, and you know you're kind of screwed then. Yeah, 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 pretty much, pretty much. So it like, wasn't I, like a you go for it and then he has had the power blast that he top decked. No, 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 no. Like so, so um, um, I had to do a same turn kill because um, yeah. if there's a Murktide regent, you cannot under any circumstance um cast Doomsday and pass turn like that's that's yes. simply suicide. Yeah. So I was I was, uh, I was hoping like I knew that I'm gonna draw um a draw spell, you know, which ben, which can then you know enable the the same turn kill. But I needed opponent to not draw any interaction. Mm -hmm. Um, lightning bolt um would have also been lethal, but. Yeah, yeah. Power blast happened, and you know that's how that's how the cookie crumbled sometimes. But as you I said, top deck in this event is just so good. Yeah, so. because yeah, like that... you know, like looking looking at this top eight, this top eight is like quote unquote somewhat soft to Doomsday. Yeah, um, dude, I was just looking at it. Like your your semifinals would have been against Reanimator, which I guess is. I got ley lines. I got eight forces, dazes. You know, it's, it's all uh... there. And the final against my initiative stumpy, it could have oh, been, would have been. Yeah. Uh, the Chinese uh, we say had to had a father cutter. I won't even try to translate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I yeah, don't. yeah, it's still top but, eight. It's like a super good result here. Oh, just uh, just really quick comment on um, on uh, because I got this question a lot during the weekend. Um, how is the the mono white in the um matchup against Doomsday? Uh, from the Doomsday perspective, it is decent. Um, it's not the best in the world, but it is it is it is it is positive. That, you know what the crazy part for me is? Like you can actually win through Avon Mind Sensor if you have Oracle in hand, right? Uh, you can, yeah. yeah it you even can. helps you out in a way. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you you still gotta like use cards from your graveyard too. So um, you know. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, you, guess, you gotta yeah. you gotta go up to like five cards. Um, but yeah, they got very limited interaction on, uh, especially on turn one. So um, if you keep like a a cantrip low hand, you know, like a yeah, lot of like fast mana, it's gonna help you out a lot. I oh, guess. definitely, definitely, and um. One advice: Use force navigation to counter Lotus pedals, please. Just it feels terrible, I know, but you got to do it because otherwise they go cavern into Thalia or some some shit like that. From playing the other side, like as bad as force navigation on the Chromox Lotus pedal feels, there's a lot of hands where you're like, I hope they don't force this Chromox. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same for me, same for me. I, I didn't play the deck nearly as much as you, but especially like on, in the main event, I so often led with a Lotus Petal because I didn't want to reveal that the cavern. And, and I felt like, dude, I really hope they're not going to force a fill this because I'm screwed because I literally have to pass like 
at least for a turn it's just because because i was like counting on the initiative then giving me the basic land that i will then need later on i'm like dude if they count as lotus but like this entire hand like completely crumbles <laughs> it's, it's really, really weird yeah. yeah but yeah true totally true super annoying so in the end finals was marco vera Contravis. uh dude i'm i'm so bad at pronouncing on <laughs> reanimate i'm sorry marco but you actually ended up i don't know being run up versus samuel sahorak from slovakia on white initiative and that was also a pretty interesting match, right? I think Reanimator actually stole the initi initiative on the very first turn. I didn't get to see the match, but I, I heard about it. Yeah, the gist of it was, um, I think they believe they at least both, uh, Reanimator at least Mulligan, they might have both, but they uh, turn one discard and took a white plume adventure with an animate dead, if I remember correctly, and took the initiative and started doing the initiative stuff. And I think it boiled down to, he forgot that it gives it pseudo visions and untaps. So I don't remember what exactly the relevant interaction was. Maybe it's a racing thing, but missing the untap cost game three at, at some point. Yeah, somebody told me it, it, it's not as clear cut as most people are saying. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's not like oh, it threw away the game. Um, but yeah, uh, allegedly it would have like potentially enabled a lot more uh, alternative outs there. Yeah, it helped. I mean, the white initiative deck is very it like it's built to play to the board and stuff. So I can totally see that even without that, like you know, it doesn't actually get there in the end. Imagine, imagine that it's so fast. Imagine they hit the last last room and just find a grizzle brand off that. <laughs> <laughs> like a 10-10 like Grizzlebrand yeah. with Hexproof until the next sure. Actually, actually, though, I do remember Game 3 a Containment Priest being in play, so that, that wouldn't have worked. Oh, the one, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I still love the idea. Thief of Hope, but the idea was there. Cool. So, yeah, I guess that was that was Friday. Oh, dude, we, we still have so much... No, that was Saturday. Okay, we were mm -hmm. very deeper than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and then, just as, you, as it happens, Sunday has... Is it like the biggest European Legacy event uh, ever since the GP? Like, we had 400... 80 players i saw it like in the last I, I was gonna call it like an estimate like we were like waiting for estimates about like the big count of players yeah. no i think somebody posted about like it was 480 players yeah. it was around massive, 480 massive. it might have been the legacy main event holy shit yeah like that's so many i was really happy to hit 500 because it sounds cooler but regardless it was so many like I think, but you said like, yeah. we had pretty good space to play, right? It was like not, yeah. not super cramped or something. Yeah. And once again, the venue was huge. Absolutely yeah. huge. I was concerned that, that it would be like too many people and spilling over into funny areas and stuff, different rooms. But no, it was just all contained in their main room one no, hall. No, it actually wasn't. No? Fine. <laughs> uh, okay. As the guy who lost the first round, I can tell you there was another round. There was oh, another place. <laughs> sorry, I never went into the loser's room. Sorry. Yeah, oh. you never went to the loser's dungeon. <laughs> I went to the loser's dungeon <laughs> yeah. in the second round. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't realize that. Dude, that's like where I spent the majority of the time on Sunday. So. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. I couldn't see you. That's why we weren't hanging out. <laughs> Okay, so let, let, let's actually start from bottom to top this time. Kai, how, how did your... <laughs> <laughs> so, how did your uh, go? So, it was, yeah, so Sunday was the absolute shit show. <laughs> it, um, yeah, like, it, like the, you know, like the story continues. I lost uh, all matches versus Delva and beat all non-Delva decks. Um, I started, I, um, started the day with, um, against Manuel Drudi, who is like one of the top, like, um, top Delva players from, from, uh, from Italy. Um, first he, time playing against him. He's also on Magic Online. The easy money marksman online. Oh yeah, oh, that's uh, him. Yeah, think absolute so, yeah. crusher. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was. It was. Uh, it was a nightmare. Like the moment I saw the, I saw like the the name, you know, and then the pairings. I was like, dude, I, I'm so dead today. And uh, that happened. I think I was lucky enough to at least get game two. I, I believe, but it was. It was. It was like the other two games were like not even close, right? Um, so got stomped on, but 
cool guy. You know, we had a, l a lot of good talk in between. And um, so I started with 01 already in the loser's bracket. Played against Mono White Initiative and uh, Black Red Reanimator. Just crawled a little up to like 2 and 1. And then again, I got stomped on by, um, by another Delver. This time it was Rock Delver, though, with Stifled Spell Pierce <laughs> and uh, Tarmogoyf, dude. Um, it was Straight Mateo up Tarmogoyf. Yeah, dude. It was uh, Matteo Blasi from Italy, also another fantastic Delver player. He ends up coming ninth on Breakers. I was going to say, like, you played against... Okay, okay. Yeah, you, you like, that like, far did, down. Did, did, yeah, like he he was he was insane because he also lost the first round and they just kept winning until the very last round where he ID'd, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, and he um, ID'd into ninth place. But, but that's yeah, we're gonna get to that because that was also like kind of interesting. Yeah, it was yeah. like an absolute incredible um game because um he went like wooded foothills go. I played a land, say go. He went like Mr. Rainforest go, and in my head I was like, what deck does go wooded foothills and Mr. Rainforest go dude, without any place? I gotta stop you there. You should have immediately known that Stifle. What if it is like maybe Painter, like... 99% Stifle rugged over? Yeah. I, I know, right? I mean, that that would have been. Five years ago. Us, like a few, yeah, a few years back. Well, I, like in my head, like a like, decade dude, ago, more like. like. Who can possibly play Stifle in 2022? And like, I got, I got like so, so punished for it because I could have waited, but for some reason. I, I put him like on a on a on a rock control deck, like which is not even a real archetype. Um, uh, I lost it in the first round, but sure. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> oh yeah, uh, oh dude, I lost to like spell pierces left and right, and and stifles and and wastelands, and it was it was it was like it sounds a like big, a nightmare matchup. It was a big mess, yes, because Cavern of Souls does not help me versus stifles. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like another thing I have to like overcome. Um, so I'm like I'm at a point where I'm not even trying to beat um, a, a stifled tempo deck because it's just it's just too much. Um, so it was yeah it was like a super quick round O2 and I then decided you know, as I was on two two I decided to uh, to drop because um, I wanted to like I felt like I, I played a lot of Magic already this weekend and I wanted to do I wanted to just talk to more people and um, I happened to uh, join the coverage team too for. Round number five, you know, did with uh, Lorenzo Tassone. Also got a lot, a lot of like, like cappuccinos and ice cream and, and whatever, yeah, whatever they had, they had in the back, just like a, tons and tons of stuff. Uh, it was it was a really good hangout, man. I, I love Italians. I, I don't know wh why, but uh, <laughs> they got they got something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Kyle mentioned, hospitality is just like through the roof. So so what did you actually do afterwards after you dropped? I think you mentioned you wanted to go into town or something. I did, I did, yeah, for a bit. Uh, found out that most. In Italy, uh, most res restaurants don't open before 7 p.m. Okay. Um, so, so uh, <laughs> it's just, 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 yeah, just keep that in mind, everyone, because, uh, well, um, I was like, there, there, um, I was out with a small group and we did not find a good place in time. So we just just, just kept walking. <laughs> it was still good, though. Yeah, I think a lot of the country shuts on Sunday as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was Italy yeah. is like an entire month, right? Basically shuts down. I think it's August. I remember, like, when you go to Italy in August, basically everything is shut down for a month, and then, like, everybody comes back in September. Maybe <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Maybe I'm somewhat over-dramatizing it, but I think that's how it works in Italy. Maybe, maybe that was just, like, super long <laughs> siesta. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. So, um, Carlo, no, actually, no, I, I'm next in line, right? Carlo, you mm -hmm. do better than I did. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you can... Yeah. <laughs> so I played White Initiative Stumpy again. I think the only change was that I took out the Spellbinders and uh, put in the uh, Archon of Amaria, which performed amazingly. Dude, I'm so in love with that card. It literally stole so many games. Uh, but I started out by losing the very first round to some rugged uh, DRC mid-range control deck that yeah, just like had my number. 
then uh, at some point I was actually one and two in the entire thing. And now you wonder like, how did I do better than Kai? Well, I almost didn't lose from there. I almost ran out. I ended up at seven and three, played against a bunch of different decks, even a Tinfin's Day, a Tinfin's deck that sideboard into Doomsday, which totally got me. Uh, in the very last round, wow. even managed to beat Alluren. So I finished at seven and three because, but nice. because my tiebreakers were horrible. I think I was in 16th place, uh, where like the 21 pointers went all the way up to, I want to say like 24. But yeah, uh, if you lose the first round and the third round, your tiebreakers are going to be shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. definitely tell. That's but a great 1 2 to 7 3 is really good. And yeah. as, as you alluded to, you, you kind of realized that you probably weren't mulligan enough with the, with the deck on Saturday and in the morning. Yeah, we talked about that, right? Uh, yeah. but I kept telling you, like, that I was kind of unhappy. And I really increased, like, I dramatically increased even the number of mulligans. And I think one of the things somebody mentioned is, like, yeah, if you mulligan, but you get a turn one white bloom, you know, that's just, like, already plus one card again be because you got the planes and you often need the planes because, I mean, we are playing a bunch of, like, like three and four drops. This is, like, all mm -hmm. the, the mana we want in the world. And I literally, halfway through the tournament or, like, a third through the tournament, I literally started increasing my mulligans a lot. I remember in round five, I won 2-0 against Stava. Or was it 2-1? Actually, all my notes are wrong. I think I won 2-1 against Stava. And over the three games, I took a combined 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 mulligans. Yeah. <laughs> what? But I got there. I got there. Like, uh, I think I won on a mulligan to 5 and, and uh, another one that like went really low. This, this is... Yeah. This, I guess... I don't want to be the guy to tell you how to play the deck because I've only played two tournaments thus far, but I really, really, really got the hang of it in, in the second part of the tournament. It, and It's like trusting yeah. the power of the deck. You need to know that it can win in five and, and be yeah, like looking for the yeah. right things. Yeah, I also, I also did the thing um, against certain decks. I The combo decks... Um, no, that's actually a bad advice. Uh, I did it against <laughs> Tinfins. I, I cited out a copy of a White Plume Adventurer because I had just like so, 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 like I think I brought like in like 13 cyber cards into, into into it. And I was like, I, I at this point, I don't even know what to cut anymore. So I literally cut a White Bloom Adventure. Because Dungeon Stompineer, no, what's just Dungeon Stompineer? Dragon Stompineer, no. What's it called? Season Dungeoneer. Season okay. Dungeoneer is just insane. Absolutely insane. Dude, yeah. the, in, I left this in the very last round. There were two people playing next to me. As, as they do, I guess. And it was White Initiative against Death and Texas. And the Death and Texas guy, somehow, despite playing 10 rounds, had never seen White Initiative before. So the, the, yeah, like, the, I mean, the, some people just like play casually. They don't follow like the scene or something. They just like sign, show up to the tournament, the deck and they play. And I mean, that's fine. It was just like so funny because the, the White Initiative guy tried to explain the mechanic to him. And then he gave him the Undercity. And he was like, what? What? <laughs> Why? What, what is this? This is like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. And then somebody said, oh, this is basically kind of like Monarch. And he's like, what is Monarch? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dude, I loved it. And then... As the game progressed and he got attacked by like season dungeon and stuff, he was like, he, he literally picked up the card and shows it to me. He's like, what is this card? The fuck? <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, yeah, people, uh, that being said, by the way, I missed so many fucking stupid dungeon triggers over the weekend. It's not even funny. This is just like, uh, if, if you ever played the deck, like if, if you haven't played the deck before and you're picking it up for the first time, ah, that the worst is when you, when you, when you hit, the final dungeon and you get the uh, dungeon stomp oh, i keep calling this season dungeon here and you put it into play and you're like happy for like yeah okay and then you go to the next dungeon of course because it gives you initiative again like that's one thing i miss so often when i have the initiative and i play an initiative creature i still go further down the dungeon right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, a, dude, it's I... one of the hardest parts about playing the deck is i mean i think the mulligan decisions are very hard 
and sequencing is actually hard as well. But then, yeah, keeping track of everything is very tricky. You've got a lot of triggers, a lot of things to keep track of as well. Um, it's one of the hardest parts of it, really. You know what my favorite part was? That the thing that's often caught upon us by surprise, somehow that I didn't miss. When you attack with a bunch of creatures and you have Thalia, then you do the, the oh, first yeah. strike damage, you move further down the dungeon, and then you get to put two counters on a creature. <laughs> Before the regular Ooh, damage. Like, dude, uh, deep, 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 dude, I love that so much. <laughs> the real tech. <laughs> cool. So yeah, uh, seven and three for me. Uh, considering that I, I think I messed up quite uh, quite uh, greatly early on, uh, I'm actually super happy about that result. Yeah, I would be. Definitely, it's a really good rally. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it turns out Callum actually one-upped me and did even better. Callum, how well, you played Paint again, right? Uh, how yes. How did go for you? And tell us about all your secret techs. I played even more fun version of Paint than Saturday, which it was like... <laughs> A little bit of a gamble, but it was also the perfect testing ground to try some different things. So I finished 8-2, which no top 8, but I finished 14th. Uh, so pretty happy with 8-2. Um, it was, again, tough tournament, especially the later rounds. I played against uh, some very good players. So the list was roughly the same that you see in Mono Red. Like, I wasn't playing Khans or Bridge or anything like that, but I was playing three Chaos Defilers. So I can't remember now if we mentioned that in our first half of, like, hyping things up. But if anyone that doesn't know, it's... Um, one of the Warhammer 40,000 cards, and it's three black reds, so five banner, for a 5-4 trample, and it's an artifact demon construct, I think. And when it enters the battlefield or dies, you essentially get to vindicate something, and it doesn't target, so you could even kill like a Mother of Runes or a True Dame Nemesis or a Progenitus. So the obvious synergy there is with Goblin Welder, right? So Goblin Welder or Goblin Engineer can sack it, so you'll get to kill something. And then Goblin Welder can weld it back in. So it's really nice when you have the hands of like Welder into Engineer and then bring it in. But it's a five drop. And so my thing with my big philosophy part of playing Painter is I don't think you want any of these big bombs because a lot of the time the cheaper cards to get are powerful enough when you have Welders and Goblins going anyway to carry the game. So... I was just like, you know, it's a five drops, but, you know, whatever. So I, I originally um, was going to play one. Then I thought, no, let's play two just because I draw it more often and see. And then on Saturday, I was quite drunk, so I submitted a third. So, <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, how did you come up with this, this amazing technology? Oh, I was just drunk. I just, just a thought, one for good measure. And normal people would be like, you know what? Delver's a good deck. You need lightning bolts for it. But I just cut the two lightning bolts in my deck because I think they'd be really boring. So <laughs> this is I love this this kind of style of deck building. Oh, this kind of boring. I want the five drop instead. Give me the five drop. <laughs> this was exactly my rationale. So here we go. So um yes, yeah, so as I said, I finished eight two. Quick run through of my matchups. I started with a nice two oh win against Jessica Control. That's a really nice matchup. Uh two oh against the Epic Gamble. It's a guy called Hampe, friend of the cast, is from Sweden. Shout out to him. Uh, pretty, like, I felt like I kind of stole it a little bit. He had a slower hand game one where he had, like, a kind of relay for four or five, but I was able to, like, fury a, um, a burgy and then have blasts for echoes and stuff. I had, like, a, a Simeon Spirit Guide blast on an echo, and then I got to, like, combo turn three or something. And then game two, uh, he had, like, a defense grid to stop. He, he was very on the ball and knew that I play, like, mind-bait traps and everything like that and for Blasts, but I had a Thorn of Amethyst, which is a new addition to the deck, so it completely won that game for me. Uh, third round was another 2-0 against Acast. Acast is a pretty nice matchup for Painter. You can usually just combo them pretty quickly. Round four, unfortunately, we had a team kill, but not in the good way for me, playing against Francis Cowper, who's a friend from London. He ended up top-eighting, so I lost 1-2 to him. He was on Cephalo Breakfast, so again, another amazing 
result for Cephalo Breakfast this weekend. Um, we had really good games. Game of three, I just kept a, a bad seven hand, seven, and uh, we discussed it afterwards. And so, you know what? He played really well. He mulliganed to five, and I kept a bad seven, and I was rightfully punished. Uh, round five was another two against eight cast. Round six was a two one against four cast Stoneblade. This is where we had some crazy Defiler stuff going on. Game three, I'm facing down like a Minsk and Boo on a bunch of counters, a Boo with three counters, a, a Jitte, a Balaskull, an Ice Fang, and two Stoneforge Mystics or something. And I have three Welders in play and a Pithing Needle. And I draw an Engineer. The, actually, I had the Engineer ready, sorry, but the following turn, he had left up two mana and I just smelt uh, dressed down from a million miles away. <laughs> so I played a Fury as bait, which the Fury would have been good on the board as well, but it was definitely bait to get it out so I could play Engineer next turn. And he did have the dress down, so I got to just have Fury in play and countered. And I got to follow up with Engineer for Defiler. And I think I killed the Boo, the Minsk and Boo, the Balaskull, the Jitte, and then he kind of took a draw and conceded. So it went crazy. So I absolutely lose that game without that. And I think I'd used the Defiler a couple of times before. Every time I came to your table, you've been using defilers like all over the place. I, I got mm -hmm. a couple of videos of you doing like just defiling people left and right. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, that, is that the official term? Yeah, defiling. Definitely. <laughs> and, what uh, do you do in your free time? Oh, I like, I like to go to Italy and defile, drink beer and defile people. <laughs> like, okay, I'm a, interesting guy. <laughs> hashtag defiler. And um, then I hit the Delver bracket. So my last four matches were against Delver. So, you know, who needs lightning bolts to kill Dragon Ray shells when you have five drops? Um, so I got a 2 0 win. Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a 2 0 win into an 0 2 loss against the eventual winner, the guy first off of the Swiss. And then I got another 2 1 win into a 2 0 win. So I was pretty happy with that because, as I said, after ELM and taking two losses to Delver in that event, I was, it like shook my confidence because I'm still overall positive versus it, but I think it's pretty close. And basically, it depends on pilot level. I think if the pilots are both kind of middly then painter can have an edge but if the devil pilots are good uh, i feel like painter can be slightly behind or even and so mm -hmm. again cutting the bolts and playing five drops i was really not confident but um defiler actually was just great i a bunch of times i cast it and killed merc tides and then welded it out and killed other things and then they have to kill every single goblin so that was cool but the absolute mvp of the whole whole event but especially against all the delver opponents was phyrexian dragon engine which is another new card it was, so, it was another, it so this is a three mana artifact creature it's a two two with double strike and when it enters the battlefield from a graveyard you discard your hand and draw three cards and also has unearth for three red red oh so, it's just four mana oh yeah oh it's, I, it's, it's five again this is like dude what, what, what is with you and five drops <laughs> <laughs> well so it's, it's a three drop to play and but you don't usually want to play it. You usually engineer for it. But mm -hmm. what is so good about it is, you know what? Like, so before this, the Goblin Engineer would usually search for Brayer's Apprentice against Delver or any of the grindy matchups, and they do have to like kind of kill the goblins. But they can take their take a turn or two, or they can find an opening to swords the Brayers, and it stops your kind of your advantage engine. With Dragon Engine, they just have to kill the goblins on sight because if not. Because Painter has a lot of fast mana, you can you can play out your cards pretty quickly, and then it just turns into draw three cards. And then if they don't deal with the Goblin again, you draw three cards the next turn. So you're drawing four cards a turn if they don't deal with it. So everyone basically dealt with the Goblins. I got to do... Actually, in one of the games against Delver, I got to uh, search for it with Engineer. They didn't have the answer. So they bring it in with my Engineer, discard Defiler to the trigger, and then weld in the Defiler as well. 
It's just all, all, all the fun <laughs> shenanigans. Is this the point at, at where we should just like literally bring in Leyland of the World against against Painter? Because it's just like you're all about the graveyard this point. You're, of, you're yeah, more graveyard centric than Dredge. But not really though. That's that's the beauty of it because I I, know, just, I, I cast a file half the time and they kill the Leyland. <laughs> yeah, I guess your opponents are so busy like early on like kill, uh, killing all the goblins and stuff and not rancing their own board all that much and and you exactly. just sit there and eventually you get to five mana. Or I guess you also just like that, that's my favorite part about Painter all the time is when you just go turn one saga. And you, mm. you like initiate the beatdown and they're like struggling. I mean Wasteland like sets you up like for, for failure, I guess. But yeah. It's just the beauty of paint has like all these different kind of approaches. And like you mentioned, right? Yeah, Leyline would be like annoying for certain hands, but then again, you've got so many other things you can do. It's it plays such good magic and it's yeah. such a blast to play. And I guess it also makes the game really annoying for the opponent because they don't really know what's going on. And yeah, this is just like why I love the deck so much. Yeah, all all my Dover opponents had like really expressive facial expressions during the games of like pain and anguish and really struggling to work <laughs> out what to do. Uh, shout out to all of them. Like, all my opponents were lovely the whole day, but there was definitely like some points where I got I played against a guy who I know he had two brotherhoods ends, which is like deal three damage to all creatures or destroy all artifacts with mana cost three or less. And I managed to like just play a very slow game and answer his threats and he would like cast it to kill his Dragon Rage Channeler and my Fable and an Engineer. And then I was like slow rolling another Engineer. I play that and he hydroblasts it and then I follow up with a Fable. And just, it was a really cool game because it was tons of just the sequencing to play around what he had was quite important and stuff. But uh, yeah, so then the Dragon Engine, what happens in the games is the goblins die. If they don't, you just draw tons of cards and it's great. But that only happened once, but then you unearth it. And what I got to do a couple of times was unearth it after I have a Kiki Jiki as well. So I got to like uh, unearth it and then Kiki copy it. So you draw six cards in the turn. <laughs> that is obscene. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Sure, sure. So what, so what these <laughs> two really new additions do is just make the goblins like 10 times more threatening. Um, before they were great and they were, I mean, they still died on site before, but now they're threatening to either draw three cards or like just vindicate every opponent, every permanent the opponent has. So... Yeah, I, I was massively impressed. Like, both of them... The Dragon Engine, a little bit less so. I played one league prior to submitting it for ELM and then the Sunday. And the first league, I was just like, wow, instant staple. So that card is incredible in the deck. And Defiler was like, you know, I played three matches with it at my local a few weeks ago and played two Painter Mirrors. And so it was good there. But otherwise, it was really untested. But um, yeah, but it's not a Magic Online right now, right? That, no, that's the thing. Exactly. So it's really hard to test. So I had no idea. So, And then I convinced uh, Jasper, my friend, to play it as well. He ended 7-3 and uh, was also playing two Defilers. And it was just amazing for him as well. He said he won so many games, which normal painter just could not win without that card. So, yeah. You had one of those, like, especially crazy games that I put on camera, but I think you... You in a single, you were behind on board, and then in a single turn, you completely annihilated everything on the other side of the board, and it just like won the match from there. Yeah, that was the Stoneblade one I mentioned. I think. Oh, that's the most that one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> just, just like, I thought it was like happening all the time. Yeah, it just killed everything. Just crazy, <laughs> just crazy. And it's and it's a five-four trample. I take it, especially against initiative trample. Nice. Sunny exactly. Up, cool. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say that. So, would you say that you killed more and more players with the the combo or with just pure beatdown? Oh, pure beatdown for sure. I think I comboed like, I mean, you do, you do combo, but it's more like I probably comboed a bit over a third of my games and then beat down. A, it's probably like beat down a bit over half and then yeah, it's close though. And uh, yeah, it's, it's you, you get to win with beat down because people have to interact with the combo you threaten. So you, they're constantly having to bolt the uh, the 
the goblins because they're threatening it or like they have to hold up removal for the painter because you have like a saga coming off and stuff which means your like fable tokens or a hardcast fury or whatever are just attacking in and so yeah it's it's the sum of its parts right so if they if they interact with the beatdown thing very often i i sandbag grindstones and painters very often and then they you know reuse four or five removal spells on your other stuff and then you just play it and kill them yeah. or vice versa uh, so it it all feeds into this one big engine of you react to how your opponent's having to react and then you just win <laughs> whichever way suits i mean that's a good way to put it right uh, you you might not win with the combo but you win because of the of the threat of the combo or yeah the, yeah and uh, shall, um spoiler alert somebody else actually made top eight with painter chest engineering i am actually Hell number one yes. from the us he what came over boy. to play in this tournament. He he really says he doesn't know. Or, I mean, he probably like knows an okay amount about legacy, but he's very much the go-to vintage guy. He borrowed the deck from Tom the Decker, and yeah, he he went all the way to the top eight. And he afterwards told us, I think he only literally combo killed the opponent three or four times during the entire tournament in yeah. ten rounds. Yeah, he he also yeah he hadn't played it before this and then just crushed. It's amazing. <laughs> But he has a ton yeah. of like experience with goblins and painter and vintage and stuff, so he absolutely knows how the deck works. But uh, yeah, so it was so cool to see him top eight, both because he's awesome and you know painter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. So you mentioned you got which place fourteenth? Yeah, fourteenth. Good for some prizes. Top sixteen, some... sweet. Yeah, top sixteen is very cool. I was I was really happy with it. So my losses were to the guy that finished top of the Swiss, and to Francis, who also top eighted. Oh, yeah. so, congrats my boy yeah yeah congrats oh, Francis. that's how you got the good tiebreakers oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly because cool. there, there, there was a bunch of eight twos going down from 16 so but yeah so should we actually quickly go over which decks ended up in the top eight i think we don't have all the names right now uh, i'm pretty sure four seasons are gonna post like everything yeah uh, in, in the days coming up uh but yeah we have the winner lorenzo ranocha on blue red diver and other than him, there were a bunch more people in the top eight. So from the top of my head, you already men mentioned Francis, right? On mm -hmm. non-Yorian Cephalid Breakfast. We have Justin Gennari on Painter. And then uh, we got Shadow in the top eight. Okay, that's surprising. So Shadow is Marco Montani, who is yeah, MM17 online. Yeah. He's a... Uh, all these names. Well. Yeah, he's he, <laughs> he's also had like a... He, he's won two challenges in a row this year and that's like a thing right yeah <laughs> he had very cool tech so in this list he was telling me about it he played three baleful strix as both kind of to help with delva and a bit of a mirror breaker but delva mirror breaker and it's very good against initiative to like you know fly and attack back and take the is, initiative is he, is he on that that water team the italians have no i don't think so because I played against another one of their guys, and he also played Blue Black Shadow, and he also had uh, Bay for Strix. They probably are friends and talk together, I'm sure. They might be, yeah. Yeah, but I, I just thought that was a very simple but really clever meta read, and he got paid off for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's cool. Cool. So then we have uh, a Dungeon Stompy deck in there. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our Breakfast and Painter we already accounted for. We have somebody playing Chess Guy Control, the most hated deck of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw Chess Guy Control, and I thought, how can Chess Guy Control top eight? I don't know the player, but then I kind of like looked into the deck list and he seems to be, a, I saw some comments about him being a very, very strong, prolific player. And I believe he has four dress downs, which probably helps with a bunch of just mm -hmm. random matchups that Jess guy is weak to. Because I know as Painter, it's maybe the best matchup for it. But with four dress downs, uh, I can see it going another way. It's, it's no, very it's good. Kind, it's also kind of decent versus a mono white initiative, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he beat two Cephalo breakfasts on the way to top eighteen as well. I know. Ooh. So, 
<laughs> and speaking of stuff like breakfast uh, and speaking of chess guy control by the way quick shout out to angelo kadai who after five rounds was still undefeated but already had two draws playing chess guy control with literally two win conditions over the entire 75. <laughs> i think one of them was um, um uh, shark typhoon and the other one i think was a planeswalker i don't remember and that's literally all he had in the entire 75. so like we look at it in like the f fifth round and he's literally like 302 and he was so close to getting another draw like to, to make it and then he's out of the draw bracket <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah true oh, yeah. actually <laughs> that's how you get yourself out again like the old 603 to make day two at the gp i've seen it yeah a slight correction i found the list he played three dress downs two main one side but still yeah yeah <laughs> cool so actually, oh, 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 we had two cephalop breakfasts in the top eight on on uh, for the main event. It's for ELM we had two, and for the main event we had one. Oh, I, I missed. I, I skipped a long ride. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so for the main event we just fill out the top eight with three but more blue red. That's pretty crazy, right? I think there was also Severin Svars. Uh, what's his surname again? You know, yeah, Severin Svars. The Charlie Surprise Patreon. Yeah, he was. He ended seven three, but he was like six one. I think maybe even six zero at some point. He had he's had a really good start, and kind of. Lost one or two, I think, to Delve uh, maybe at the end. We were chatting about it. But he was playing a slightly different version as well. There was also another Cephalo Breakfast at the top tables I saw. So I think the deck had a really incredibly strong weekend. So people, watch out for this deck. I think it has a good initiative matchup. Yeah, I guess the only reason people don't really pick it up is just like because the creatures feel so weird on their own. But from what we have seen over the last, I want to say like half year or even more, like mm -hmm. uh, Cephalo Breakfast is like, very much upper tier two and at times like maybe even more i don't know i think i think it's high tier two right now for sure and yeah really really underrated and very strong uh the, the list that francis has played i think this is my favorite he it's no it's like got no vials but it's just like you can kill turn two and he plays four days four force of will like oh he's, and not, then, he's not playing any vials no 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 it, this is really? like a, it's a just trying to combo as fast as possible so he plays three to fairies if i remember correctly and then he has like three stone forges with the cauldra and then or shuko to go and get so cauldra is just a really strong alternate plan especially when you can like back it up with with dazes and forces as well and then he plays sagas which is just like 99% to go and get a Shuko. So very often you just go like turn one Saga, turn two Illusionist, turn three win, or you can go turn three Illusionist. Again, with this protection of Teferi and Dazes and Forces. Uh, it's just a very compact kill, and it's actually quite hard to interact with, because even if you decide in Surgicals, it plays Step Through. Step Through is like a five mana sorcery, mm -hmm. turn two creatures through in his hand. He did actually cast it for the win, but what it he does... Did? Yeah, I'll tell the story in a second. So, But it has wizard cycling for two mana. So you can mm -hmm. just wizard cycle it and go and get Oracle. So if you have the combo, you can just go and get the Oracle into your hand, mill your library, and then cast Oracle from hand. So it's pretty good against oh, Graveyard so here you as get, well. You get to, okay, cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> he had a really crazy game against like a red-white initiative deck where he his opponent has like a massive seasoned Dungeoneer. He's facing lethal next turn for sure. And his opponent has two goblin blockers from Realm Master early in the game. And, for, and he's on seven life. Francis has a Cauldra and a Stoneforge in play and four lands. And he goes end of turn, violin Shuko, untap, play fifth land, equip Shuko onto the Cauldra, and then play cast, cast step through to bounce the two blockers and tap for exactly seven. Ooh, that is really <laughs> favorable. Yeah. Really nice. Shuko getting it done. Shuko's just like the best the best equipment in Legacy right now. Is He'll, it is it actually? I mean, Bonesaw or Shuko is pretty close. What bones also <laughs> Anyway, he also apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. he played Rodrigo for the win in or the win and be able to ID the last round, mm -hmm. and he won by a turn two cast an Amoeba 
and then it took the initiative and then got two one one counters and was like beat down with Nakamiba. <laughs> also, it's like the DIY Delva. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Nakamiba to ever live. Uh, <laughs> we got Delva at home. So funny. Yeah, yeah. Nakamiba's just Delva at home. Really sure. funny. Oh, that's amazing. That's so cool, dude. This is this must just be so amazing to to top eight one of these big events. Yeah, like the only thing that was kind of weird is like we we didn't really play out the top eight, right? I mean, the the prices were already like so the price set up to, to be equal flat. for everybody. The, the top eight all got a thousand euros uh, flat. And then I guess some some small swag and stuff. And yeah, the, but the winner was by based on on actually the the first person Swiss, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So first place off Swiss. So I think it was a bit of a misunderstanding from the non-Italians. So like Francis yeah, and Justin. Everybody I talked to like expect, expected it to be like played yeah. out. They were like really getting ready and like looking up the matchups and stuff. Yeah, it was. It also be ten rounds. So I think some of them were just fine. But if that if this was the case, then like more of the players were incentivized to just play the last round rather than ID. But yeah. But anyway, now we know. So my expectation of like what happened in the past because the top eights of this never played out before. I thought it was all the players just agreeing and going for dinner, but I think it's uh they just make the flat prizes, so this is what it is. Which, yeah. you know, for me is a bit anticlimactic, but now I have my expectations in place. And regardless of this, like I'm not a fan of it, I will hundred percent go to this every yeah, time definitely. I can. It doesn't matter. Ten rounds is a lot anyway, so Yeah, and the way it marked us that um uh what's his name again? Samuel Sakorak. He actually qualified for the next ELM, right? Because this was already, as they call it, like day one of the 2023 ELM. So he already got the first slot. He's going to be there next time again. No, it was the Delver player, Lorenzo Ren Oh, Renocchio. fuck, I looked at the... But the ELM winners would also be qualified, right? Maybe. I would think they so, be. maybe. I'm not but, sure. Yeah, you're actually. right. But Lorenzo actually won that one in the, in the main event. I yeah, got this yeah. all messed up here. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I gotta say, like, I'm almost like feeling so much out of energy now after this, like, four <laughs> days of just, like, utter action all the time. Just amazing times. I, I actually can't wait to, to just, like, probably, like, sleep for 12 hours and then show up to work and be like, hey, I actually still exist, even though you haven't seen me for, like, a month. <laughs> oh, I'm going to play some magical line after this. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to say at work or something. We, we have we have Tuesday night legacy in London tomorrow, and on the train home we were like, tomorrow? "Who's going?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll go, go off to work." <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, what did we actually do? Oh, we went to that to, to that restaurant. Um, oh yeah, it's an amazing anymore. restaurant. Oh, it's so yeah. nice. They were like, the kitchen's closed, but we still have pizza. Like, okay, let's just like, <laughs> yeah. order all the pizzas. By the way, if you have a guide on how to order pizza and wines, please, um, we have a member of the podcast, <clears throat> Kai Zavatari, who is very much in need of that. Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Kai, Kai like, committed the, the cardinal sin of ordering pizza in Italy, taking a bite, and sending it oh back. Like, what the fuck is Okay, so, yeah, um, never, ever order a pizza with mortadella on it. I, I just thought it's mozzarella, because mozzarella is pretty delicious and mortadella isn't uh, it's like a weird ham man like the moment it arrived i was like dude i i already want to like ship it and uh it tastes like dark shit never order it end of story yeah i i mean i, I call it the cardinal sin but i, I guess the, the biggest sin was going to an to an english pub in, in like in bologna i never go to an english there. pub and order foods basically what i want to say <laughs> yeah we should have stuck to like the people who actually know the way around here <laughs> cool but guys, is, is that going to be it from us today? Um, we, we, Callum and I, we already talked about, right? We, we kind of want to do this again. Uh, you mentioned you might not be able to make it to the next four seasons, but there's even like a super amazing event in northern Spain, Galicia, in uh, near near La Coruña. Uh, Impact Returns, Runcore told me about that. I've already been aware of it. 
But yeah, that's that's something I really want to do. I think it's going to be next summer, so I'm super excited for that. I've always wanted to go to that region. I've never really been there, and also when I followed up and go to Portugal and stuff. And like combining that with this, this is this is just the most amazing thing. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I'm so the spirits up of like going out and traveling and playing Legacy again. This oh, is like yeah, just playing a big Legacy event. It's just unbeatable. I I was as I said, like just going through ten rounds just was fine. I just was buzzing the whole time. Just couldn't wait to play more. Like. I was even between the rounds, I was like, just like kind of anxious, like, but not anxious, not, not in a bad way, but like I was just ticking once to play the next round and next round and play more and more. So I'm going to try and come to the next four seasons. It's in the yeah, 3rd, 4th and 5th of March, but I have a family holiday starting on that weekend. It, Wait, it's, it's that weekend again? But, oh, like, why, why do they always keep tying it to when I go to Kenya? <laughs> oh, is it really? I, 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 I guess I could play it and then right afterwards fly to Kenya. <laughs> My idea is to, it's... Family's going to France, so I'm going to try and miss the first two days, go to Four Seasons, and then go straight to France after. Oh, that would work too. See if they'll let me. <laughs> awesome. By the way, one last big... But, uh, Kai, what are your plans? You're, you're going to Japan, Dude, right? I, I think I'm going. I, so going? I, can't, prom I, I, I can't promise that I'm going to I'm gonna be there like four times a year, but definitely like, you know, two, mm -hmm. three times. I can definitely see that. It was, it was a really good experience. I mean, like just being there for the first time myself... Uh, yeah it was awesome. also like the first time for me just to be in bologna like in, the, in that city i've never been to bologna uh, i missed i missed that gp uh, in 2019 thought you know there's going to be like a lot more gps the following year anyway so i'm gonna skip on that um didn't happen um but yeah i'm 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 just super happy with the, with the city just a lot of good food good people good magic yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Great time. So if you if you're in Europe or even like we had people from the US come over, right? Just like be there next time. It's totally gonna be worth it. And Kai, um, by the way, you have you have been rehabit rehabit. I can't speak tonight. Rehabilitated anymore. Anyway, you 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 were playing that awful dredge deck we talked about. <laughs> you remember? Yeah. Yeah. So we actually had we had. Uh, I don't want to General, talk about it. Jonathan Walsh oh. actually like speak for you because that deck allegedly actually oh not allegedly actually I'm gonna trust him on that. Third place the challenge and even had a bunch of top 16 finishes. So this is not oh, like this goodness. random trash that somebody came up with and somehow yeah. got it posted. Like this is, I guess it's too early to call it established, but it's actually like a, it, it is a deck that more than one person plays and like does things. So okay, maybe. Well, so that's the official com um, confirmation then. So uh, Dredgex's good, Kai sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just didn't know how to play really? it, Mr. Doomsday. Okay, uh -oh. yeah. I just uh -oh. made the Google Biggie Gaga uh, piles or whatever you called yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of Boo Boo Gigi Gaga keeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that deck is just like way beyond your your reach as a player. <laughs> awesome, but yeah, I guess, um, guys, I think that's gonna be it from us today. We once again went like double as long as we additionally planned, but this is this all fine. So if you wanna support the running of the podcast, uh, once again. Maybe leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars if you like it. Also, support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. We got, at least I did, and I think you guys might have done as well. So many people just talking to us on the weekend, like, hey, I like your podcast. Like, almost every third opponent was like, hey, I listen to your podcast. I like it. This is so fun. And that, that's just, like, the greatest, honestly. That's, that's just I absolutely loved it. Yeah, shout out to everyone I met. I met so many nice people. I mean, Thank you and arigato. Yeah. Cool. If you want to follow us on social media, that's at EternalMTG on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow me, that's at itsjudian23 on uh, Twitter and itsjudian on Twitch. People can find you where, guys? It's uh, Sawatarix on all social media platforms and sawatarix.com on my homepage. And Callum Smith MTG on Twitter, just for me. 
<laughs> awesome. So thank you. We also met a lot of our patrons, and we want to give special shout-outs as always to our eternal witness tier patrons: Tommy Hinks, Testacula, Sebastian Holaga, Guillem, Hanawa F, Sean Dewey, Francis Copa, top eight in the main event, Cassandra Davis, Benedict Gruber, not top eight, but came pretty close. Severin Schwartz, who were the same. And our grizzle brand here, Victor Bernard, Bachi Butts, Scott Monroe, Jeremy Gates, Henry Cockutz, Tom Hepp, Andrew Whitman, Kane, Ian Seifert, Fritz Sternert, and Paragon Games in St. Louis. Once again, our eternal witness tier patrons are actually outperforming grizzle brand tier ones in tournament results. <laughs> so maybe there's really something to that. <laughs> we will find out. We'll actually be back in, I, I don't know, like there's a showcase on the weekend, right? Where we're going to wait for the results of that. And I guess so sometime mid-December, uh, we actually have a lot of thoughts about the current metagame that we didn't touch on uh, today. But uh, yeah, we we had some... Should we get, give like a sneak peek uh, of, of your most important hot takes of the weekend? I oh, think yeah. Which one of you had one? So I think Ancient Tomb is currently the best card in Legacy, which is... I don't know, it might not be surprising to, like, once you process it, but I think the format's just, like, again, this is partly because of the initiative cards, of course, but um, there's a lot of decks utilizing fast mana, it's it's card advantage, it's oh, tempo, yeah. and I was watching people playing Ponder, and it just feels very slow. I was just format. gonna say that, let, 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 let me that add that. That was Kai's take. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude. As Ancient Tomb rules, Ponder sucks. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. Cool. yeah, we're, we're going to touch more on that next time. And okay. with that, uh, signing off, uh, finally getting a, at least a couple of hours of sleep. And yeah, see you guys again next time. Everybody have a great time. And for seasons, you fucking rock. Let's ciao. Be back soon. Ciao. See you. ciao, ciao.